Yes, sir. Time to crank up the big, the bottles, and the boom shakalakas, baby. I am the captain. We are the sports brew, and this, my friends, is a wasted Wednesday bleeding into a throwdown Thursday, man. We got some AFC, NFC championship game shenanigans to get to, so let's go ahead and get this party started, man. First and foremost, that's right, the one, the only, Shannon, the Twitter Terminator, McGuffin. And happy, by the way, happy birthday, bro. Thank you, bro. Appreciate that. Yeah, man. Getting big up. old 4-4, four, four, man. 44. Oh, my Lord. Buckle you up, are dude. fucking old. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, slow your roll there, Giles. I'm older than McGuffin. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> Chill out. <laughs> anyway. Oh, man. Dude, I, I got to tell you, man, the playoffs has been, have been fascinating, and we really got some, dra- some drama. We got a lot of drama with the NFC and the AFC championship games. If you just enjoy compelling football, right, I'm not saying everything was perfect. I'm not saying that. But I am saying, particularly this last weekend, it's been a good run in the playoffs, man. Most, we've had a lot of really interesting, compelling matchups, storylines, situations, comebacks, you know, clutch moments, teams that have fumbled, fumbled opportunities away, you know, goofed up on stuff. I mean, you have all of those things. And it's clear that, as always, and, and the playoffs just magnify it so much, there are teams that rise to the moment, yeah. right? And teams that, I don't want to say fold, but there, I mean, there, there, there are teams that fold. This is true. But as you get, you know, each stage, you know, each step along the way to the Super Bowl, like the, the light shine a little bit brighter, the moment's a little bit bigger. And over and over, we see that there are players and teams that rise up to that challenge. Mm-hmm. And they just find ways to dig deep and scratch and claw and just take wins, right? And just take yeah. wins. And it's beautiful. There's a, a certain beauty in the chaos that is the NFL and is professional football, particularly in the playoffs. And some players and some teams can embrace you know, embrace the suck. Remember that line, Shannon? <laughs> you oh, know, yeah. some players can really embrace that, that beautiful chaos that is high-level, intense playoff football. And as it unfolds and you have these these moments of intensity and pressure and things that go your way, things that don't, you know, some rise up, some just don't. And, you know, it's bittersweet on a lot of levels because uh, they're, again, tremendous storylines. Tremendous storylines. And, Randy, look, I, I'm happy for you, right? I am, Mr. 49ers fan. I'm happy for you. But I still can't believe, I still can't believe that the new America's team of the playoffs, the Detroit Lions, had that kind of a second half. It's like, it's one part credit to San Francisco, absolutely. And it's another part like, oh, my God, what did you guys do in the, at halftime to upset the football god, y'all? <laughs> like, what did you do, dude? <laughs> it was C.J. Gardner-Johnson waving <laughs> goodbye to the 49ers fans before the half. Yeah, that, that was a bad decision. When we saw that live, I was like, Bro. oh, no, don't do that. Don't do that. That's a bad decision. That, that, was, that was a bad – that was a bad decision. That was a bad decision. Well, look, <clears throat> hear him chatting already. So – that's right. Oh, giggity, guys. A little seven dust just for good measure. Feeling that vibe. How are you feeling there, Mr. Super Bowl 49ers fan? <laughs> um, it's still kind of surreal in the sense of I, I'm i still blown away by what that second half was. Mm-hmm. 
And it also just kind of helps validate, like, the uh, just having the fandom and the belief in Brock Purdy because he just absolutely went monster in that second half. And if that doesn't shut people up about all the hate on Purdy, nothing will. Uh, yeah, you know, we've talked about this a, a fair amount, and Brock Purdy gets some undeserved hate. Now, to be fair, the 49ers have been, have been a little uneven over the course of the playoffs. That part is true. They had some first-half struggle bus moments against the Packers. <clears throat> they found a way to, to, to gut that one out. They definitely had some first first half struggle bus moments against the Lions. Found a way to gut that one out, and you know what I mean. Like it, it's crazy, but you can't tell the story of those two games, right, without giving Brock Purdy some of his bouquets, right, if you will, some of his respect or dap or gloss. And in my mind, and this is not a fair comparison, it's not. But I think about all the conversation we had about NFL MVP, right? And it, it, everybody kind of feels like Lamar Jackson is the NFL MVP for this season. But I think about that game with the Ravens and the Chiefs. And I think about that game with the Lions and the 49ers and the moments where there were plays to make and plays to take, right? Mm, yeah. And in the second half, Brock Purdy... There were plays that he made, right? And there were plays that he took. There were moments that he took and he grasped it and he dragged that moment down the field. And if you don't love that kind of, those guts, right? Then that's a you problem. Yeah. I mean, he made some tremendous throws and he had some clutch runs, man. I mean, there were times he had arms draped on him and he somehow got out of the grasp and got away. I mean, he had 49 yards rushing in the second half. And that's, I mean, how perfect is that? 49 right. yards and he plays yeah. for the 49ers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's, it's, it's funny. Um, but think about the moments when you, th when you think about Lamar Jackson and the Chiefs and the Ravens, the times that we're watching that game and you're like, dude, take off, would you? Go run. Just take the first down. Make the first down. Right? They were that, like that first yeah. half, they had a third and one, and you're like, just run the ball. He drops back the pass. It has all day. All day. And he's like 15 yards behind the line of scrimmage and then gets tackled like, I don't know, five yards short when it was a third and one. It's like, dude, either hand, hand the ball off and I don't know which game you want to go with first because, I mean, there's all sorts of shit to talk I, about. Oh, there is. I mean, you know, we got two games to focus on, and we can certainly, you know, the thing that just dance me around. But as a guy that loves playoff football, mm -hmm. the Ravens' running backs total had six carries. That's an, that's an embarrassment. That is... In all of Lamar Jackson's games as a starting quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens, that is the fewest ever. Bro, ever. bro, let me tell you something. There are two things I really don't understand this week. Who the hell is playing defense in the damn NBA? <laughs> <laughs> and how? <laughs> and how? And, uh, who? I mean, kudos to Luka Doncic for dropping 73. 
right? And and he was in Fuego. I get it. But I mean, damn. Understand and and be, you know, yeah, it's sweet. Got the seventy, man. But understand that there were <laughs> all right in the like the last three hundred ninety ish days, right? There were like four seventy uh, plus point games, right? And there were two r- in roughly the last week between nineteen sixty four and twenty twenty two. All right, that's a fifty eight year span. Do you know how many there had been? Fifty eight well, years, seventy plus point games. Kobe got one. No, no. For, say, go ahead. I was going to say Kobe, David Robinson. I'm going off the top of my head. Uh-huh. Are the two that come to mind? Maybe Wilt got one in there as well. Well, he did have that 100 point game. Yeah. Well, right. we, we we got some. We you know some oh, of this. I don't know the year. Yeah, yeah. Year of that, but it was in that year. It was in so, the, with that range. Um, at least would, three. All right. Four. Oh, okay. Four. 58 years. This is info from PTI, so unless they corrected it at the end and I missed it, which who knows, I could have, but I thought it was an interesting conversation. But 58 years, 470-plus point games, and then we had roughly four in the last, you know, season in a chunk, 390-ish days, and then two within a week. Crazy. Where's the defense, y'all? Come on, man. <laughs> Come well, on. Devin dude. Booker had the one before as the fourth one, I think. Yeah, it's just wild. Well, think just about it. think about how the rules have changed to the point of where you can't be as physical well, as they were as they used to be, and it's all about scoring and making it exciting. And yeah, well, it's yeah. not ex- dude. I, there's nothing <laughs> exciting about watching pickup basketball. I mean, well, that's what. Why do you think I? I what do you think I always have a, uh, an issue with it? Because nine times out of ten, it's always one guy who can take over an entire game and basically win it by himself. It's well, ridiculous sometimes. Well, there, there's some layers to it. I think we do have like some incredibly skilled players. I mean, the way they do the game, what you know, what I mean, just the way they run the floor at this point, the skill set is is ridiculous. People obviously have refined the three ball to an extent that's you have to appreciate it at the same token. Right. I don't, I don't need, uh, who is that guy that was like fouling away against It's like, he hates LeBron James and the Lakers. I, I, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Um, <laughs> Which one? Oh yeah. Hey, that's fair. Are you that's, sure it's not Draymond Green? No, I mean, it's not. Shit. No, it's not Draymond. It, it was, uh, was he with Memphis the other year? I don't know. Anyway. Oh yeah. The um, guy that talks smack and yeah, yeah. Got, ended up regretting it and, and then got, got lit cut. up. Yeah. Got, <laughs> got cut. Yeah. Got cut. Yeah. 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 Uh, but anyway, you know, he pushed somebody in the back on a dunk. He was doing some other stuff and like there, there's a step where you're like, you're just an a-hole and Draymond Green fought, you know, Randy, it's a good guess. Cause Draymond Green kind of fall, falls under a-hole, but you know, you have some enforcers, but it, you know, either way, I just like the, f- the 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 character of some of the games is a little bit different. But the, the, it is, you know, it's borderline obscene. You know what I mean? And I can appreciate the skill set of the players and still say, can we play a little bit more defense here? <laughs> I mean, it feels like every game now. You know, back in the day, you know, we were watching games that were like seventy-eight to eighty-four. You know, but they'd play the All-Star game, right? And it would be like hundred and thirty. You know, they're lighting it up in All-Star because they're having fun. Right, they're having fun. Defense isn't the same. Well, it's like they took the All Star like game flow. We're like, you know what? That feels good for the regular season. Let's do it. <laughs> I mean, it's just like eh, okay. So Down to the days with love with the glove. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, love right. with love with the glove, man. God, Gary Payne, he was a baller. Rodman or Oakley or oh Pippen. no, uh, yeah, Oakley, Oakley could not be the same player today. There's no, it, he couldn't do it. <laughs> Think about it. Bill Lambeer in today's. No, B- Bill Lambeer oh, definitely not. No. Oh no. Uh. Uh-uh. 
Hey, you, man, want an, you want an enforcer on your team? Yeah, there yeah. You go. I mean, even even you know some of the old heads, Larry Bird. I mean, you couldn't some of the some of the stuff that they did back in the day. You you, you just can't do it now. They if Larry th- Bird played in today's game, he'd be having kids crying. Oh, he'd be an assassin. But you know, oh, he would hurt some feelings. Uh, bro. For, for Wait, all you the, mean, you you can't touch me. Sweet three, yeah, three, three. Mm-hmm. three. But it, you know, it, it, I think it's important. People, you know. Uh, there's like generational divides of players, and this is true in every sport in the NFL. You know, it's true in the NBA as well. And you'll see people say, "Well, you know, they they couldn't play today, bro." Let me tell you what, man. I'm just I'm going to take the low hanging fruit here. If you took Michael freaking Jordan and stuck him in this league, the way they're playing defense right now, he would absolutely murder people. I mean, he might get to that. He might have that hundred point game in yeah, that he might. <laughs> he might. I mean, he he would be unstoppable. I mean, Larry Bird would be disgusting in today's game. I mean, lots of there's lots of people that are unappreciated. I mean, it, again, it's just the evolution of what the game is. It, it it has shifted a bit, and there are players that, you know, it just ran differently in the era of big men or a very physical era. Bill Lambeer, I hadn't thought about that guy forever. God, he was Bill Lambeer was just flat out fucking vicious, man. Yeah, he was. Good God. Um, and, but even, even somebody that was a bit of a nut, like, you know, Dennis Rodman, I mean, there's, there's just, there's certain players that you're like, oh God, if I could just transplant you to today, just to see what it would be like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it would just be fun. It would what do you just mean he's fouled out in the first five minutes? What? <laughs> it was uh, blocking out. That's not a foul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So but that's why, that's why I liked uh, Durant in his, in his earlier days, because yeah. he was that physical player who he would do just enough that it would just piss everybody off because he could get away with it. Cause he's still within the rules. Now grant his granted, his physical style kind of wore him down to the point of, I mean, he's definitely a shell of his former self, but still that type of play. I don't see that anymore. Like even in the highlights, I'm just kind of going, yeah. eh, what is this? Yeah, this, I, isn't, I, this isn't what I grew up on. This isn't like no, when I really liked no. basketball back when, you know, Back in Seattle Sonics with you know Sean Kemp and Detlef yeah. Schrempf and Gary Payton like yeah. that team. Detlef Schrempf. That was a squad, dude. Yeah, bro. Mm-hmm. That was a squad. That was a squad. That, especially that, in NBA Jam. It, especially in NBA <laughs> Jam. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. He's yes. on fire. Yeah, yeah. That was fun, man. NBA Jam should break that back out. That's a that's a fun game. Mutant. Uh, but the old school Mutant League football was a lot of fun too. Mm-hmm. That was good times. What was that one? Um. There was that art. It was an NFL Blitz. Didn't that have like Cordell Stewart yes. on the cover or something? Or maybe yeah. that was the arcade. Yeah, NFL Blitz. Oh man, that was a hoot for a while. Oh man, thanks for the flashback, Randy. I appreciate that. <laughs> Good times. And um, wings have to battle. No, yeah. You know what? <laughs> oh, we're gonna start that now. Huh? Yeah. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. <laughs> Very good. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Um, also, by the way, I'm going to raise a glass real quick to all the uh, Orioles fans out there. I'm surprised that the Angelos family is 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 selling them. I reached an agreement to sell the Orioles. Uh, 1.75 billion. You know, it's not bad for their investment of 173 million was 30 some years ago. Pretty good. Uh, I will say it's weird that that feels cheap at the moment, right? You know what I mean? We got NFL teams selling for you know. Uh, encroaching on six bill six billion yeah and if you know if there's certain teams if they sold today they I, I mean the cowboys would probably sell for eight or nine 
who knows what the 49ers would sell for. I mean, there's certain franchises that would sell for just a staggering amount of money. Um, so 1.75 bill feels like a pretty good deal, but uh, I know the Orioles have, they've done a good job with young talent. And at some point, if you, you know, you're going to have to pay it, <laughs> like you're going to have to pay them uh, or not, if you want to be cheap and, and, you know, not do that. But if I, if I was an Orioles fan, I'd be like, okay, all right, let's see if this is an influx of cash. They got some nice talent and um, let's see if we can actually retain some people. So build uh, on what you did. Yeah. Just having money doesn't mean you're going to do well. Just look at the Mets. You can spend a lot of money in, or the Dodgers. They spend a lot of money and uh, you know, you don't always get as much for your bang for your buck. Yeah. You, you don't always well, consider the amount of money they just spent this off season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's definitely them going all in. Yeah. 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 So. Well, yes. We'll see how that we'll see how that pans out. Uh, we'll see if they have a better ROI on this season than the Mets had last year. So, but either way, look, yeah, seventy point games are ridiculous. Maybe we'll get somebody to crack eighty. Uh, that would be pretty wild. Uh, but yeah, I'd like to see a little, little bit more defense. Oh, oh, newsflash, newsflash. Ben Simmons returned, and Ben Simmons is back out. <laughs> Thanks for stopping by. <laughs> That was fast. That's what well, yeah. she said. There you go. Anyway. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I mean, has there ever been a worse number one pick than Ben Simmons? Uh, Are you me? And probably. I mean. Probably. The one that comes to mind is Oluwakandi, but I, I would take him over Ben Simmons at this point. Uh, I, well, wasn't there like a dude taking super high out of UNLV within the past I don't know, decade that was a dumpster fire? Well, I, there was that dude, and um, shit. who's it, the guy who couldn't shoot? I'd say anybody that Jordan drafted high with the Wizards. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> who's that guy well, that couldn't well, shoot? Oh, the, the guard that ended up with the 76ers? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, they, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It was the Jason Tatum draft, because <laughs> I remember we were doing that. I'm like, uh, why aren't you taking Jason Tatum? They're like, oh, no, we're going to take this kid out of mm-mm, Washington. Mm-mm, it's going to be great. I'm like, no, you take nope. Jason Tatum. Nope. And the Celtics got him at... I want to say three, and he's the best player Steel. in that draft. Hands yeah, down. you look back and you're like, man, that was awesome, and that was yeah. easy. Like that was an easy call. It was like they needed the Geico commercial so easy a caveman could do it. I mean, right? my dumbass saw that, and I'm like, they drafted who? They drafted who? Yeah, great. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so oh, for the fun man. of it, uh, oh, come on, I just... you gotta give me that one. Oh, you want that? All right, all right, all right. Yeah, I, I, didn't know, I want that. I didn't. I, I didn't know you were calling for that. Well, damn. But you know, if that's if that's the way you want to play this, then I guess we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna early. You know, that's a classic line. But you know, it's okay, Shannon. It's still real to me, damn it. It's okay. I I appreciate I appreciate your efforts. So. However, I have to find it. <laughs> so for shiggles, I decided to uh, look up the worst number one NBA draft picks. Oh Jesus! And uh, apparently, Larue Martin is considered the worst. Who the hell is overall that? pick? First overall pick ever. What year? Larue Martin. Uh oh. Who? Apparently, it was in 2007. I don't remember that name or, at all. What I know, school did he go to? I have no clue because it's talking about LaRue Martin, and then it's a together with Greg Odom in 2007, Sam Bowie in 84. Yeah. But those are injuries. Like that. Yeah. These the, these guys just sucked ass. 
Well, let's find out. That's what oh, Google geez. is for, right? Yeah, yes, that's what that's what Google is for. Oh, well, there it is. All right, there you go. The seventy-two draft. Oh yeah, well, pfft. too far back, bro. They drafted who? Who the fuck is this? <laughs> this cocksucker might not even have a fucking green card. <laughs> it's, the it's, the, it's still such a great, great clip, it's man. Amazing. It's, it's, it's Get the fuck out of here, you motherfucker! <laughs> it really is so incredible oh my god absolutely absolutely glorious Th- that's absolutely, gonna be absolutely justin glorious. if uh, the commanders don't draft exactly who he's expecting them to uh, this, this next year man well yeah uh <laughs> well that's gonna depend on if you want drake may or the kid out of lsu and i'm kind of intrigued by Jaden daniels at this point though i don't know who the heck the coach is gonna be I mean, the only thing I can tell you definitively about Ben Johnson is that dude has perfected his pullout method, right? It's the only yes, thing they pulled right on out last year, pulled right on out this year. I mean, Antonio Look, Cromartie could learn. A thing yeah, I mean, you know, Philip Rivers, Nick Cannon, Philip Rivers. Yo, take some lessons from Ben Johnson, man. Pulls right on out. <laughs> they out of consideration. He pulled that Johnson right on out. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'll see myself out the door. <laughs> well, he already saw himself out, so <laughs> go ahead, man. You know. I, I, all right, hear me out. Belichick was Vrabel as your DC ready to take over his coach. Hey, look, look, look. I, I hear you, and a lot of my coworkers are like, well, you think Belichick gets back into it? I, I think the problem is not so much Belichick himself, the coach, the person, whatever. I think it's this kind of structure he wants to run, and I don't think that's going to fly with Peters. So I would be rather surprised. And I guess um, I'm a little bit concerned at this point that we're just going to like sort of either tread water and like it'll be Eric Bieniemy, right? Or we'll get some, uh, maybe there's somebody we completely don't know anything about. And I'm not keen on Dan Quinn. I, look, I don't hate Dan Quinn. I'm just not excited about Dan Quinn. You know what I'm saying? It th- that, that hire doesn't excite me. Although, I mean, he's competent, but the Cowboys defense was also trash in the playoffs. So I'm like, eh. bro, when Jordan love strategy eh. for what he did. Eh. Mm. Well, I also take that as Dallas to just being immature and not being focused in the game. I think they just, no, look, it's just playoff. It's, 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 it's play- clearly <laughs> they didn't care. They didn't care as much as they should have. They were so focused on who they were going to face in the next round and that they just, didn't even bother to show up. That they they got whooped. They they got whooped. That's for sure. And I yes, mean, and yeah, that's coaching. I, that's yeah. How do you get whooped and bro. not make adjustments and come out second? I mean, if we're gonna talk about coaching, that's when you look at like the how the 49ers played against the Lions. I mean, that was a complete one eighty. Yeah, what yeah. We saw in the first half. I mean, you you can look across the board, and 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 that's one of the <laughs> other things when we're talking about these games, and we and we'll obviously flip to the flip to these games but there are moments and is your team prepared for the moment and some you know what i mean look look here's the reality is sometimes your team is not prepared for a moment <clears throat> sometimes your players can't handle the moment that happens but you know what i mean like did you have them ready is it a matter of execution right or are is the moment too big for you are you just not talented enough for that moment? And that happens. Did you overachieve and then it falls apart for you late? Those things happen. 
right? Uh, playoffs? It, exactly. We'll talk about playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? But there are times you watch a game and you're like, dude, what are you doing? And yeah, I lived up. Mike McCarthy had baggage coming out of Green Bay, underachieved. And he, this the, to me, it's the same thing. You have a quarterback that's underachieved in the, in the big moments. You have a coach that is underachieved in the big moments. That's a bad combo. And maybe maybe it's not fair to lay that on Dan Quinn. I don't know. But that team collectively underachieved. Now, look, Green Bay obviously pushed San Francisco pretty far. Could have won that game. Didn't, but could have, right? So I would think in part Dallas underestimated them. You know, but that's their own fault. That's also the coaching fault. And we've, oh, yeah. ta- we've talked about this before, man. Like regular season is not is not the playoffs, dude. And the teams that know how to put it together in the playoffs, here's looking at you, Kansas City, mm-hmm. right? There, there are teams that know how to handle business in the playoffs. And one of those teams is not Baltimore. Yes. Is playoffs? One of those teams is not the Baltimore Ravens. No. In my opinion, that sucked. Yes. <laughs> so once I, again. So you, you know what? Let's let's bet let's bang Chiefs Ravens out of the way because I think we're so, I think we're going to spend more time talking about like correct. we're going to jump around on a couple of things. I, I think Baltimore had little brother syndrome mm-hmm. going into this game. LBS, LBS, man, little brother bro, syndrome. bro. Let me tell you what: for all that hubbub to start that game, you got Ray Lewis out there doing his dance. You got Michael Phelps out there rocking his gold medals. Man, the Ravens opened up opened up with a three and out. Seriously? You have all that stuff going on? I saw somebody say they should have brought Brandon Stokely out at some point. <laughs> they started throwing all these random Maybe hits. they would have got a first down if they brought him out. <laughs> I laughed. I was like, what? Yeah, Jacoby Jones. I mean, fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Flacco Rainbow hey, brought Joe Flacco Look, out, Jacoby booked, sakes. man. You can never underestimate that. <laughs> they, they should have brought Joe Flacco out. Maybe that would have been exciting. That would have been kind of neat. But you, you open with you open with a three and out, man. You got all that stuff going on. Look, understand the, the what the, are we doing? What are we doing? The Ravens <laughs> whooped up like in, like in the in the course of the regular season, man. You know the Ravens whooped up on the 49ers and the Dolphins. That was a combined score of eighty nine to 30, 38. They lit up Houston in the second half. You know against the Texans. So what did they do against the Chiefs? Jack squat. They amounted to Jack squat. Jack squat, dude. And <laughs> quite frankly, I guess honestly, we should we should let it come from the quintessential Jack Squatter. Well, I'm here to tell you that you're probably going to find out as you go out there that you're not going to amount to Jack Squat. Not so, pl- not playing like that. For me, this was a game where the Chiefs dictated to the Ravens yes. what they were going to do. Mm-hmm. That three and out, the Chiefs go down the field, get a touchdown. You know, they, the fourth down, they converted. At fourth that and pass. two, yeah. Oh, my God. The the, the catch by Kelsey, arms stretched out, all great. hands. It was great. Catching that. And then the touchdown pass where Mahomes put it where only Kelsey. Oh, it was, it was a great throw. That was just Gorgeous. It was a great catch. You know, Kyle Hamilton had to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> Literally the only place that Mahomes could put it where Kelsey could grab it. And it's just, it, it was chef's kiss, man. Like yeah. both of those plays 
just awesome. Seven nothing Chiefs. Kyle Hamilton's probably like, man, I thought this dude was washed. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> just seven, regular season, bro. That's regular season, Kelsey. I know. This right, right, yeah. Yeah. Play, playoff. Remember, cup. regular season Gronk? Playoff. Play, Gronk. It's different. different it's different. It, it's different. You know, and one of the things that kills me a little bit, and look, I wasn't pulling for Baltimore. I, you know, I didn't really have a dog in this fight. I'm not a Chiefs fan. I'm not a Ravens fan. I respect the Chiefs. I'll tell you that. Um, and we have a friend that is from, you know, Kansas. He's a big old Chiefs honk, so he's obviously living it up. But, you know, it, like the Ravens converted the – we just talked about the Chiefs converting the fourth and two. Well, the Ravens converted the fourth and one from their own 34. Lamar mm-hmm. squeezed through the line and, and took off for a first down. And, and you're like, yeah, that, that's what you need to be doing, bro. Convert. Convert. Yeah. Give yourself time. Give your defense a break. And matriculate down the field. You know what I'm saying? Like, just find a way to go. Yep. So, and the Ravens had a couple of moments early. But it just felt like the Chiefs, I don't know the best way to put it, but it felt like the Chiefs were not ever really th- threatened. And it felt like, it felt like the Ravens had to work really hard for everything, yep. which is a great sign for the game plan and the execution by the Chiefs' defense. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, Mahomes was clutch. Kelsey was clutch. Hell, even MVS was clutch late in the game. That's incredible. You know, I, I did like that. It was a first and 10 from the 30. Lamar dropped back, and, you know, he shook, the, you know, shake, you know, shook off some tacklers, and he fired off that touchdown throw to Zay Flowers. And, you know, they were out dancing in the end zone. And when it was 7-7, I was like, all right, man, we're going to get a good game, right? And, and now, look, I was confident that the Chiefs would win. I picked them. I, I felt pretty good that they would do that. Um, but I expected a little bit more out of this game than I think we got. It was interesting, but it, it, just, it just felt like everything was so hard for the Ravens. In these moments, these big plays, man, there was just – Mahomes just kept finding ways to do stuff, Right. And I know I said earlier, I was thinking about Brock Purdy and Lamar Jackson and this MVP thing and thinking about the moments where you take it, where you make the moment, where you take the yardage, where you make the play, right? Uh, And Lamar didn't do enough of it. Brock Purdy certainly delivered that in the second half, and Mahomes certainly delivered that, you know, early in this game. You know, there was a a third and five in the second quarter, and Mahomes was – you know, just back there, what felt like forever. I think that I saw a, a clock on it, and it was about it was almost ten seconds. Oh my god! From the yes. snap to you know when he actually threw the ball, and he just scrambling around, and then he just ends up. I mean, he gets blown up. He gets his legs taken out from under him, uh, but he lobs up a ball to Kelsey, who had to make a tremendous catch to get it for the first down. Yes, he did. You know, I mean, it, but, but you know, like he had to make something out of that moment, and he did. Now, he he obviously needed Kelsey to catch it, but those two have such ridiculously good chemistry. Ridiculously good chemistry. It's third and three from the Ravens' 10. Mahomes takes off, picks up a first down, sets up the Pacheco touchdown on second and goal, 14-7 Chiefs. You know, and I just don't understand uh, on that Lamar strip sack fumble, and, and, you know, kudos to Amenahu, for that play, it's a shame he ended up tearing his ACL in that game, so he's going to miss the Super Bowl. Brilliant. That that that's that's a terrible injury at this time of year. It's a terrible injury anyway, but certainly to for that well, to happen I mean, in the championship, yeah, I mean game, championship yeah. game, and that that sucks, particularly when he made a play like that. But I I mean Lamar, I I don't know how much of this is game plan, 
how much of this is just execution, how much of this is, you know, the moment being too big for Baltimore or Lamar Jackson wanting to prove something that he doesn't need to prove. I, I, you know, I don't, it's weird, but I just, you know, that was one of those plays. I'm sitting there watching it and it's like, dude, there is room to run. What are you doing, man? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm okay with you, you know, dropping back, looking, scan the field, survey the field, dude, fine. But that pocket is collapsing around you, man. You got to have some presence. And there were some big old gaps, big old gaps. He could have taken off and run and it, get the first down and then go again. Move the stick. That, that's what the playoffs is about. Like, move the sticks. Yes. Like, every every freaking play counts. Like, every possession counts. Yes. Like, it, it's, know, it's a different move, level it, of intensity. It, it's just move the sticks and live to play another down. Hey, like, hey. you don't have to have a home run. You know, a single counts just the same. Like, you get on base. Like, it's... Just get something going. Yeah. Keep the sticks I mean, moving. Just and, keep it moving. Keep it moving. And it's all you had to do. There were opportunities there for the Ravens. And they capitalized on a couple early, sure. You know, but and they had highlight plays, right? And they had some interesting highlight plays. They had that ridiculous um after they held the held the Chiefs, man, uh Kelsey was short in the third down and then uh Pacheco was uh, wasn't able to pick up the fourth and one. They did a hell of a job stopping that guy in the line. Good Lord. Uh, bent him back. But, mm. you know, Lamar still gets tipped in the air. He runs under it for the catch, and then he, he takes off. You know, and it, he got a nice gain out of it. I mean, they basically had to bring him down with a shoestring tackle. But here's the thing. Through the middle of the third quarter, Lamar Jackson, who just, t- you know, accidentally you know caught his own throw, getting tipped up in there. Lamar Jackson was the second leading receiver for the Ravens through the middle of the third quarter. That's sad. That, That's sad. That, that is not good, dude. That's when you know you fucked up. That is not good, man. That's not good. So the Ravens, you know, game plan execution was odd. Didn't agree with it. And then they, they also did dumb things. You know, you had that the, the pregame shenanigans, and I think some of this is just showmanship, but you know, you had Tucker over in his area, you know, and the warm up on both sides of the field, his helmets and balls are away. Kelsey's out there throwing the stuff. You know, Mahomes has a very specific routine, obviously, and he likes to do that. And if you watch the quarterback thing on Netflix, he talks about his routine. And that, you know, a lot of these players do. You know, that I don't most people aren't worried about that. So some of that's just a little showmanship and just kind of screwing around. Um but I, I thought it was wild when Kelsey went and started throwing the balls and throwing you the helmet. Said yes, balls. It's like get that shit out of here, foof, foof. And you know that that was kind of a hoot. But showmanship aside, and some of that stuff aside, I didn't understand their game plan. I didn't understand how they're at home. They have all this stuff, all this brouhaha, and they couldn't handle some of these moments better. I mean, look, some personal fouls are going to happen. Right, you know, you might get dinged for whatever, but when that Ravens lineman hit Mahomes, it looked like he was trying to clothesline the dude. He hit him right square up in the face. <laughs> like, all right, personal foul. He's lucky that, he didn't get more than a personal foul was because that's he giving him the business. Yeah, he gave him the business. I mean, it looked like he was. It looked it, like he essentially like he clubbed put a fist in his face. I know he, he essentially clubbed Mahomes right in the face. I was that was nasty. Um, but I don't know if that's egregious because that's a bang bang play. Right, but he definitely. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You know, 
Shannon, you are all about some stuff tonight, aren't you? Yes, sir. That dude let Mahomes have it in the face for oh, sure. He did. He you know, paid for it. He paid. He paid for it. Paid for it. Um. And now he knows he can't do that. <laughs> and knowing's half the battle. You don't. <laughs> knowing is half the battle. GI Joe. That GI blow is what that did. Yes, it did. <laughs> and knowing is half the battle. GI Joe. <laughs> but. You know, the Chiefs had some penalties, too. I mean, there was a, a, a touchdown to Rasheed Rice that got wiped out by a holding call. But, you know, either way, it's just it just felt like consistently in the moments the, the, the Chiefs controlled more of the game. They, can, they dictated more of the game. And they didn't kind of get in their own way as much as the Ravens did. Right? The, um, the Chiefs played championship-level football. They did what they had to do to win the game. And that's it. They like they knew what they had to do. They didn't try to overcompensate like the Ravens clearly did on a number of plays. Um, and there was like, and I was it was funny. I was talking. We were watching the fourth quarter of San Francisco and um, uh, Detroit, mm-hmm. and Debo got a ball, and he got to about the two yard line. And he did not stretch out the ball. And I looked at Amber and I'm like, that's the difference between a um, veteran mm-hmm. and versus the rookie flowers who tried to stretch Dude, out. That's the difference. You right got the there. you got the warning about that nonsense the other week with the Buffalo game. Right? You already uh-huh. had you already had your reminder. Mm-hmm. Right, not to do that. Now look. When we're chilling in the third quarter, man, when Lamar fired off that bomb to Zay Flowers, he, he stuck a little shake and bake uh, on the DB, and he got down inside the 10. He did it to Sneed. Right. So you That's had – important. You got you, Yes, you got a 54-yard gain. And then as he's getting up, as Flowers is getting up, he pushes down on Sneed, and then he basically throws and spins the ball right by Sneed's head, and he's mead mugging up there. All right? Yeah. Bro. <laughs> hold, it's, it... it's like, hold my beer. We'll meet again real quick, mm-hmm. right? Second and eight from the nine. Lamar hits Flowers. Flowers dives for the end zone and stretches out. And Ladarius Sneed <laughs> is hoofing over there. Peanut punches, just pops that ball right out of there. Fumble, end zone, Chiefs recover, touchback. Flowers is over there, you know, banging his hand and helmet into the bench. Hurts his hand or whatever. Just womp, womp. But that stretch, dude, the stretch out wasn't even necessary, man. It wasn't. It's called karma, dumbass. I mean, like. If you don't taunt in a championship game when you're down, when you're, it's, if you were up by like thirty, cool. It's Go it's for it. it's a lot of traffic, but it, some of it's understanding the moment. And I appreciate the effort from Flowers. I do. However, these little moments, little decisions, turn into big moments, big decisions, and dude. But that's what you you're talking been, about. Everything's magnified. Everything's magnified. You're, you're at the goal line. You you would have had a first down. You would you would have had a first down inside the one, bro. You telling me you don't think y'all gonna punch that in? That I mean that turnover was brutal. That was a difference in the game. Well, that cost them the game because you know at that point it's seventeen. Essentially, if you kick the extra point, which is Justin Tucker, I would imagine they're gonna virtually be 16, automatic fourteen. 
And then the pressure is squarely on Mahomes, which it's no big deal. He's been there before. Oh, yeah, but, he's not sweating it. Mm-mm. But, again, the Ravens shut them out in the second half. So your defense is giving you the opportunity. Don't fuck it Some up. Some of that, I think, is also the Chiefs' confidence in what they were doing. Correct. You know what I'm saying? 100%. And, and uh, look, at some point, the clock is the, the clock is your friend, and then the clock is your enemy. Right. And and that, you know, on the side of the coin, the Ravens were on the clock was the enemy. But again, they had opportunities, man. They get, you know, because the, the, they've kept forcing the, the, the Chiefs to punt. Right. They get a couple of big conversions. They had a 46 yard reception by Aguilar. Right. It's second and 10 from the 25. Oh, geez. Right. It's just under seven minutes to go. And Lamar could have done any number of things. And sure, Isaiah likely stuck his hand up like, hey, I'm open. Bro, you were in triple coverage. You, your ass was not open. <laughs> and, I mean, I, and sure. I aspire to have the confidence that motherfucker <laughs> yeah. had in that moment. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Th- yeah. It's absolutely, man. And and I don't know if Lamar just didn't see it, didn't see the, the, the you know, that safety coming over. I don't know. But either way, that would have been a tough throw with two people. You know, sure, he looked like he was past them, but – it's triple coverage. The throw wasn't where it needed to be anyway. It was behind them, and the Chiefs get the pick. That some I saw some people saying, "Well, there was some contact." Man, that throw was not where it needed to be. It was behind them, and those nah, DBs were going for the ball. That would have been a cheap flag. You know, I wouldn't have been. F-O-H. I would have. I wouldn't have been heinously bent out of shape if they threw it. But it's the playoffs. That wasn't. That wasn't deserving of it. Uh, although I think they did kind of miss a. I think the, they arguably missed a call later on in the game. They did. Um, that they the did. Chiefs got away with a little illegal contact. That one I'd have more of a gripe with. But this the one I think is, it's like play wasn't all there. But of these plays, you had opportunities. Yes. And, and you're going to gripe about that one? Like, nah. It did. Like, you, you had all these other opportunities. You're at, the 20, you're at the 25, dude. Tucker can bang that in, you know, in his sleep. Are you kidding? Correct. Yeah. And, like, uh, it's just you know, so I mean, many... the, the the flower the flowers one is is I'm I'm not gonna say it's unforgivable, but it's just you know they have it just in in the moments that they really needed stuff, they turned it over or they did something dumb. Little right? brother syndrome. Yeah, it's little brother syndrome, dude. Like you try to taunt when you're down, and then you try to stretch out, you get. The veteran knocks it out. Mm-hmm. Like, it, you know, and then you try to throw it into triple coverage because you're you're anxious to try to get back into the game. When, and When you were watching that, though, when you saw him going on court to throw, weren't you like, oh, no. <laughs> I was like, I, I, I don't just, do it. I, oh, like <laughs> the, the thing that popped in my head just literally mm. the thing that popped in my head is what are we doing what are we doing don't don't throw it look as you get as this game kind of wraps up man I'll, I'll say this yeah the chiefs obviously start bleeding clocked ravens burn all their timeouts this is emblematic of how of, of what of, of a of a team that isn't suffering from the lbs as shannon right. so likely you know so appropriately puts it here it's third and nine Mahomes fires off, you know, a, a throw to, of all people, freaking MVS. 
That guy turns to make the catch. He's falling down, backpedaling, falling down. An old 50-50 still makes that clutch catch. Falls right into his lap. Yeah. And, I mean, because that, Patrick Mahomes is that dude. Patrick Mahomes, yes, he is that dude. You know, he threw it in a way that kind of straightened MVS out on his route. He had to he put it he put the right kind of touch on it to get it up and over um the defenders. I mean it it was a great throw. Um but it is it was the right throw in the right moment and the players executed and they made the catch. You know, this reminded me of New England beating the then San Diego Chargers in two thousand six. They're always the San Diego Chargers to me, McGuffin. they had no business winning that game and yet because they just out coached them out thought them you know it was it was that kind of it was that kind of game it wasn't exactly the same thing but you know what i'm getting at like it's the i do the 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 younger kid who's who's just anxious to get out there and go and just out think them and Run circles around, you know. Uh, even Brady, when they beat them, uh, beat the Chiefs at Arrowhead in overtime in the, in that championship game. Like I mean, it was just, you get up early, you make them get anxious. They come back late, but you just punch through and end the game. It, it, it there are enough lessons, right, in any given season, and even if you want to go, you know. <laughs> It's just the last season. Just think about the last decade. I mean, there are enough games that just go sideways, right? When you don't finish stuff off, and momentum matters absolutely. Correct. I, you know, there's lots of things that matter: execution, penalties, all sorts of stuff matters. Uh, not jumping off sides and then running over somebody—that's a bad decision. <laughs> not not spinning the ball at somebody's head—that's a bad. Not headbutting somebody else, and Van always should know uh, better than that. Yeah. You know, I mean, they got stupid personal foul penalties. And, you know, it's like <laughs> the Ravens were clearly confident. Arrogant, maybe. Yes. Arrogant, maybe. Overconfident. Over- arrogant. You know, it, you didn't you didn't earn that. If All this lead up, you got to go through the champion. You got to go through. Dude, you got to go through Mahomes. The entire AFC. I mean, Mahomes is 28. 28. He's not going anywhere, dude. I mean, Kelsey... Uh- I don't know how much longer he's going to play, but let me tell let me tell you uh, what, man. As long as Mahomes is upright and healthy, first of all, people people are going to want to play there. Mm-hmm. Okay, that 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 was like the thing with New England and, and Belichick and Brady, and people know it, but they don't always say it. Like that was a destination because you knew you were always going to be comp- under Brady. That pairing, Brady and Belichick, you knew you had a chance to compete for a ring. And part of that is the secret sauce for how they sustain that, right? There was an attraction because you know you're going to compete. Now, you might have to give up a little bit of your personal glory or some money or some stats, but you're going to learn a lot. You're going to compete your ass off. You're going to play championship football. And But you're going to play championship football. Well, you know, I've, I've said several times, essentially the Chiefs are the new Patriots, and that's because they are. Now, how long can they sustain it? That's a different question, depending on Andy Reid and other players and roster management and so on and so forth. But Patrick Mahomes is the dude. He is absolutely the guy. But understand a couple of things. I do believe the Ravens maybe had, you know, I I appreciate confidence. I appreciate the, 
you know, the guts. But you hadn't earned you had you didn't earn that on the field against that team. Right? You didn't earn that against the Chiefs. You didn't show it. You didn't earn it. And I think the the Ravens, if they even watch that film or break down that game, when they think back to it, when they remember it, I think they're just gonna want to puke from the game plan, for their own execution, for their own stupidity. Um, a season low, 81 rushing yards. Baltimore, by the way, had not trailed by more than seven points all year. And there were all sorts of Chiefs defensive plays where they had five or six DBs on the field, man. Run the ball. Run the ball. Run the ball. First, first, it's first, a fucking playoffs. first 18 games, man. First, first, first 18 games, Ravens. Average just under 22 rush uh, rushing attempts per game, a little over 100 rushing yards per game, and 4.6 yards per rush. In the AFC Championship game, the Ravens running backs had six rushes, 23 yards, and a 3.8 average. In the second half, they had two rushes, four five yards. Really? That's what you did? That's what you did. Lamar got blitzed on 41% of his dropbacks. He completed the season-low 41% of passes versus the Blitz. Run. 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 Ball. What are you doing? What are we doing? How are we Seriously. doing, baby? Terrible. Seriously. like we, we Two things that we talk about. Take the points and run the ball. And we'll take talk take the points in the second half <laughs> yeah. of this podcast, but, I can promise you. By the way, did you watch? Did you watch? Uh, do you watch NFL primetime? Uh, Berman and uh, yeah, Booker, yeah, yeah. Right? Berman and Booker. By the way, I just want to ask, man, is it me, or does Chris Berman look like he's Fred Flintstone reincarnated in the flesh, bro? Bro, I, I'm telling you, I need, I need, <laughs> I need Chris, I need Chris Berman to yell. Wilma! At least one time. <laughs> at least one time before he's done, man. I, I need to tweet it at him, man. It, that should be his Halloween costume one year. He should do it at full prime time, dressed up as Fred Flintstone, oh, and just drop a amazing. Wilma. I think that would be absolutely glorious. I would love that. I, I love that, me some Berman, though. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll miss him. Yeah, Berman. I'll miss him when he when he finally legit hangs it up. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you, you know, you think about the Chiefs, their fourth AFC title in five years. Look, they're the fourth team to win a conference championship game after being held scoreless in the second half because the Ravens' defense did their job. And maybe the, maybe the Chiefs could have eked out a few more points if they had to. Sure. But they didn't have to. <laughs> they didn't really have to. And, by the way, tip of the cap to Kelsey, 11 receptions, 116 yards, and a touchdown. He passed uh, Jerry Rice for the most receptions in NFL postseason history, which That's is really amazing. stunning. You just look at his last 12 postseason games. I mean, it's ridiculous. That that guy 100% clutches up in the postseason. And here's the thing. I'm not anti-Lamar Jackson. I'm not. Right? Just ask Phillip Rivers. Ask Dan Marino. Ask Dan Fouts. <laughs> you are judged by what happens in the postseason. Mm-hmm. Ask Josh Allen. Ask Joe Burrow. Ask all the guys that were stuck on crap teams that couldn't even get to the playoffs. Ask Jim Kelly. Mm. Losing four straight Super Bowls. I mean, yeah, you are judged by that. And Lamar is is going to be judged by what happens in the postseason. In the postseason, he is 2-4. and four. 
I love the meme, by the way, Randy, where they had uh, they said Brock Purdy in his long and illustrious career now has more playoff wins than Lamar Jackson and Dak Prescott combined. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I laughed at that one. I mean, it, it is amazing. <laughs> it's very funny. Um, uh, but yeah, like, what you know, for me watching the game, obviously, I dislike both teams, so I didn't really what shocker. So, so I didn't really, you know, care who won. It was funny because uh, when we were on your way over to your place, Penny saw me get excited when there was a turnover by the Ravens. She's like, "I didn't realize you were rooting for the Chiefs." I'm like, "I'm not. The Chiefs just haven't fucked up yet." <laughs> <laughs> or you probably see me get excited about a turnover too for them, but. Watching that game, I felt like a, it was a very un-Ravens-like game in terms of... Correct. They took it on the chin, and then they looked dazed. Like, like they didn't know what to do, how to respond. And the only way you can respond to that is do the one thing that would really be the most physical thing you can do to respond, and that is run the football. And or at least take it when the opportunities are there. Watching Lamar just sit in the pocket when there's lanes, there's lanes. It, it, it almost it almost Bro. felt like he was trying to prove that he didn't need to run to win, and it bit him in the ass. And that's that's on him. That's on him for not. That's on him, and that's on the coaches. Yes, I mean, sorry. I, I, you know what? You want to prove what? Prove that you don't need to run. You know. You know what matters. Is proving winning, that he, proving that you can win. Yeah, we're talking about Brock Purdy. What did he do in that second half? That motherfucker. He, he did, did whatever he needed to do. He did what he needed to game. do to keep a drive alive, right? And he gave his team opportunities. That's what you do. And look, this whole thing is not on Lamar Jackson. The the, the loss isn't all on Lamar Jackson. We know that. We all understand that. But when people look back to this game. As you get more distance, as you as you look at his career, you go, this dude, this dude, for all the love, for all the gloss, <clears throat> for what it feels like a second MVP coming. It's not official yet, so who knows? But feels like he's the presumptive NFL MVP. He's two and four. They've beaten the Texans and the Titans. That's it. AFC South, baby. That's it. it ain't that That's good it. anymore. No. Those are the teams he's beaten. That's it. You know? And look, you want to be talk about being judged by what happens in the postseason. All right, the most consecutive passes in the playoffs without a pick? Brady, 237. Breeze, 226. Third, Mahomes, 203. He's coming. We'll see what he does in, in the Super Bowl. Right? But, you know, again, four critical personal fouls. Van Noy headbutting Travis Kelsey. Roquan Smith jumping offside and running over a dude. The Ravens were 0-for-1 in the red zone. They had three turnovers, two in the end zone, 95 penalty yards. The Chiefs, by the way, have three playoff wins this year. Those three playoff wins have come against the top three scoring offenses in the AFC. The last all on the road. All on the road. Last two years in the playoffs, Mahomes. Six, well, no, they played the Dolphins at home. But he had to go on the road this year, which he never had to do before. I think that was right. really what we meant to say, but that's gotcha. okay. Gotcha. Last two years in the playoffs, Mahomes, 6-0, 11 touchdowns, zero picks. Dude, he is 14 and 3 in the playoffs. And if I say who has who has Mahomes lost to, I guarantee you that both of you can tell me who he lost to. Tom Brady and Joe Burrow. That's it. And he That's lost it. He lost to Brady in the AFC twice. twice, once in the AFC Championship game versus the Patriots 
in overtime. He lost to Tom Brady in the Super Bowl when he was with the Bucks, and he lost to Joe Burrow in the AFC Championship game in overtime. So his yep. three losses are in <laughs> the Super Bowl or two AFC Championship games that went to overtime. That is crazy. Yep, That's crazy. 14 playoff wins since 2018, the most by any team over a six-season span in NFL history. They break a tie with the 74-79 Steelers, and the 2013 to 2018 Patriots. Now, granted, they, they you know they, they had they snuck a wild card in there this year, but you know they're the third team. To, they're the third team to appear in four Super Bowls in five seasons. It's the Patriots, 24 2018, and the, the 90 to 93 Bills. And look, the best playoff winning percentage. Just think of think of, you guys can guess this, and you know the majority of this list without breaking a sweat. Your best playoff winning percentage with ten or more starts. Brady. Brady is on there. 35 and 13.729. Um Roethlisberger, maybe? Nope. Nope. Well, Mahomes, clearly. Mahomes is 14 and 3.824. He is number two. Montana. Mm. Montana is on there. 16 and 7.696. Bradshaw. Bradshaw's on there, 14 and 5.737. Triplets. Aikman. Aikman, 11 and 4.733. How about Eli? Nope. 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 Not on this list, buddy. I, I didn't think so, but I figured I'd throw it out there since Mm-mm. he got a couple. Mm-mm. How about Kurt Warner? Nope. No. Mm-mm. Plunkett, 8 and 2. Okay. All Steve right. Young. Nope. Wow. Not in this list. I mean, oh. I, I'm sure Jim, it, Jim Kelly. Nope. Mm-mm. Since he got the four Super Bowls. So, all right, it's Mahomes. Oh, Bart Starr. Bart Starr. Yeah. Uh huh. Nine and one. Lost his first. Never lost again. Wow. So it's Bart Starr at nine and one, which nobody's ever. I mean, that's impossible. I mean, good that, luck. That, good luck. That's impossible. Yeah, impossible. <laughs> um, but Mahomes is going to have to uh, lose a lot of games to, you know, screw that percentage up. Right. So Bart Starr nine and one, Mahomes fourteen and three, and then it's Plunkett, then Bradshaw, then Aikman, then Brady, who had played in a million. I mean, thirty five and thirty. He played forty eight playoff games. That's insane. I mean, that's three seasons. Three seasons of playoff game foot. You know what I mean? That, like it's insane. Literally insane. Montana. I mean that that's that particular list. I mean he, that, Mahomes has won two or more playoff games in five straight seasons. He's the eighth quarterback to start four or more Super Bowls, and he's the youngest one to do it. And he's only twenty eight. So Jeez. when your playoff, you know what I'm saying? Like people sit here, and whether you like the Chiefs, whether you like Mahomes, is is really irrelevant. When we talk about the Chiefs being the new Patriots, yeah, we can say, well, you know, yeah, it's great, and now I hate them. That's fine. Hate them all you want. Hate Taylor Swift, hate Travis Kelsey, hate Mahomes, hate Auto, hate Andy. It doesn't matter, <laughs> right? It does, you can hate them all. You can hate that stupid wolf. You can hate the dude that Robin Banks in the Chiefs costume. Who cares? Okay, <laughs> right? <laughs> it, but because they deliver, they deliver. You know, and when you talk about legacy and greatness and these things, this team. Is is doing something that they, it's, 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 rarefied, it's rarefied too. air, and there are 
chunks in sports history where you know you are watching greatness. The Bulls run under Jordan, greatness. The 80s 49ers, greatness, right? The Patriots for what felt like a quarter century, greatness. <laughs> then, you know, got a little bitter at the end, but, you know. Sometimes, I mean, Kobe some, and the Lakers in the early look, 2000s. I can, I can appreciate the 85 Bears. Okay, I can appreciate that Ravens, that Ravens team that one year with Trent Dilfer. That defense was incredible. You know, I I I can appreciate great singular year teams, and that's what a lot of stuff is. You have a a a run. You got one year, maybe you got two. I mean, think about how good the Seahawks were, right? They they went back to back, and that team was great. And then they weren't. They were still good, but they were great that year. They whooped Denver's ass. They were great. Very (laughs) great. They were great, dude. They beat the hell out of Denver. Oh my god! Yes, they did from the opening snap. Yeah. They beat Denver. Yeah, the the ninety one Redskins. That team was phenomenal. Yeah, and Gibbs had some success in other years, but that that squad was some kind of special. <clears throat> you know that that, but that's a singular thing. That 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 same team, even though Gibbs had success multiple times, it, that was a there was there was a very different evolution of that team over that period of time. Different quarterbacks, different different. You know, but for to have sustained success, and we were live. You know, for that Lombardi Packers, we didn't see that, but we did see the '80s Niners. You know what I mean? We did see the '90s Cowboys, right? Yep. Uh, we saw you know the Patriots for what felt like forever. Um, I, you know what I mean? And, and you just you just know. And the Chiefs are in you know land, and for you to win, you have to you have to take you have to go through them. You have to take them down. You have to take it. And I feel like the Ravens you know, read too many of their clippings. It's one thing to talk the game, right? It's And they do it the regular season. But, man, it's next well, level. They, they sure knew that they were six-point underdogs of San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. You remember that? Uh-huh. They were like, oh, so we're six-point underdogs. Yeah. Little brother syndrome. So we're going to come out and, you know, play hard. But, well, it, you, know. you look, they got, they got four picks. Some of those are fluky. Randy, I mean – we talked about that game, but some of those yeah. picks were fluky. But, well, they, they didn't get the better. First of all, you're, you're not going to get a lot of mistakes out of Mahomes. If you do happen to get a pick, it's probably a tipped ball. Uh-oh. Right? Yeah, uh-oh. It's probably a tipped ball, buddy. They don't make a lot of mistakes. They're not going to give no. you a bunch of freebies. And You have a better chance of a strip sack than an interception. Yeah, you're just not going to get a bunch of freebies with them. You have to earn the shit out of that. You you can talk about being great. You can talk about being two of the great two of the great young quarterbacks, bro. You can you can wish in one hand, shit in the other. See which one fills up first, man. Talking about being great isn't the same as being great. You, you know, and, and this is it. this is going to sound terrible, but I I kind of feel like there's uh, and, and and LeBron is an incredible player, but you know one of the one of the things that always irks me a little bit about LeBron is is how much he talks about himself for certain things. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Because like yeah. we know you're a great player. You're you're one of the best all time, right? Yeah, I mean you are. You got longevity. You got rings. You got this. You got stats. He's an incredible player. But there's a certain point where it almost feels like you know people are not necessarily consumed by that, but they it's like they talk about it so much. It's like, dude, your game will talk for you. Your game will talk for you. And that's one of the things that, that I still find most intriguing about Jordan. We're old enough that we lived Jordan. So and for people that didn't live Jordan, it's hard to it's it, it's hard to really wrap your head around that. But Jordan didn't need to go toot his own horn. 
his game did it for him. Right? Yeah. Le- it, it feels like we were in an era that that just seems to be having less and less now. And it's it's, yeah. it's sad. I mean, Brady didn't need to come out there and be like, hey, guys, I'm the best quarterback ever. He didn't need to say that. You let people argue for you. You go you go do what you're going to do. Joe Montana didn't have to go out there and be like, hey, guys, hey, hey, look. Look at my rings on my fingers. Look at his stats. I'm Joe Cool. You know I'm the best. It, it, his game speaks for him, you know. And uh, Mahomes, his game, his playoff success, his pedigree speaks for him. And for yeah, you know, again, you you for all the well wishes, man. I love Josh Allen, right? I think Josh Allen's. I I loved Brett Favre. That was my dude. God, if there's anybody in the league today that makes me think of Brett, I mean, it's freaking Josh Allen, who was just you know he runs more than Brett did, but. You know, it just gives you it just just incredible moments, and then sometimes you're like, "Oh, brain fart!" Uh oh, <laughs> oh no, you know. Uh, but I, I love the, the the little bit of chaos with him. But it, you got to deliver. You got to deliver your game. It, it will speak for you, and all the media, all the stories, all the stuff. Let the game speak for you. And again, this is unfair, but I think with all the time spent talking about MVP this year. And it really comes down to Brock Purdy and Lamar Jackson. They were such a focal point of media attention. And you had a lot of Lamar Jackson gloss, which is well-deserved and well-earned in most cases, right? And you got a lot of unfair crap on Brock Purdy. You know, some of it's being Mr. Irrelevant, some of it's whatever. They're, They're different. But when you had to take it and when you had to make the moment, who did it this past weekend? Purdy. Ugly first half or not, doesn't matter. Right? When the team absolutely had to have it, who sold out for it? I will always remember when Cam Newton did not jump on that damn fumble. You didn't sell out. Right? We know. Fans know. We know. You watch the game. You know. And Purdy is not as talented, as fast as some of the other dudes. That, but that guy's got heart, and I think that's why his teammates love him so much. Yes, even if it, even if there's a little struggle bus in some, in some moments, he, he makes. Even, he even has a fiery side to him yes. too. It's, yeah, it's not like it's not like he's just this clean cut innocent dude that's going out there playing football. From what I understand, like George Kittle said, yeah, once he gets pissed off and he starts getting angry and yelling at people, I know we're good because that's the Brock Purdy we need. Yeah. That's when he starts dialing it in. And it's just, it's kind of cool to sit there and like the kid's humble. He doesn't boast or anything like that. He just goes out there and plays his game, says all the right things in his interviews and, and press conferences. And his players defend him to death. Mm-hmm. That says a lot about the player and the person. Yeah, that the players are willing to just say, you know what, don't worry about this. We'll take care of it for you. I mean, and I, I don't know if we need to take a break. We here do before we, we do. get to the NFC Championship game, but yeah, let's let's do that before we go any further on that. Game. <laughs> yeah, I, I just look from just a watching the game point of view Mm -hmm. i felt like baltimore just gave that game away and kansas city maybe didn't win it but they didn't lose it kansas city kansas city rose more 
throw it away. Go ahead. Kansas City knew what they had to do. They knew how they had to execute, and they went out and they did it. They leveraged the moments in that game. They stressed Lamar Jackson. They stressed the Ravens' offense. Again, the the Ravens had to work hard. They got into their heads. And when the Ravens needed things the most, when they needed plays the most, again, it's great you had, you know, the greats coming out there, dancing, wearing chains, Michael Phelps, Ray Lewis. Excuse me. Ed Reed. Ed Reed. I'm, I, I'm, so, I'm, 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 I'm glad he got out from under that overpass. He wasn't chilling, looking, looking like a hobo under there <laughs> oh, anymore. No. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I, 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 I love Ed Reed. I love Ed Reed, but he does I, look. Go ahead. He goes to Sanford and son, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I shook my head when they intentionally put the lights out and then uh-huh. T-Sizzle showed up. Yeah. <laughs> I was I mean, like, really? Okay, I see how it is. They, they, they might have been better off if Trent Dilfer had rolled out. Oh, um, or Brian Billick, man, you should have brought Brian Billick in there. There you go. Bro. By the way, that the ESPN was that a thirty for thirty or the 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 bullies for Baltimore? Yes. If you've never watched that, do yourself a favor and watch that. that is great. Amazing. That really Amazing. that really that's a hundred percent worth watching, especially if if either you were too young to really appreciate that team, or if you remember it but you haven't thought about it in a while. Uh, that that whole thing was great, and rest in peace, Tony Siragusa. That guy was so Baltimore. Was that that Ravens team was the first hard knocks. <laughs> and that was Amber talks about that one to this day because she That's watched funny. that like all the personalities on that. Yeah, team yeah. Were, it was just amazing. Sarah, of course, Sarah Goose was awesome. But, yeah. Um, That's funny. But yeah, that was the initial hard knocks. Was that Baltimore? That oh one Ravens team. How about that? Yeah. How about that? And she said. That's when uh, I think that summer I was on deployment. That was my second deployment, and uh, she watched that Hard Knocks, and yeah, to this day, man, it's that's an all timer. Here you go. Uh, since you mentioned this, I will play this, and and we'll talk about this game. But uh, since you were talking about Brock Purdy and and how his teammates feel about him, Randy, this is actually a mic'd up moment. I don't know if you heard this, but there's this was one of those mic'd up moments in the locker room. And this is Bosa chit uh, chat. Actually, I got two clips. I'm gonna play for you. One is in the post game, uh, lady talking to Bosa in general. Now, can you talk about Brock Purdy getting on his skis? Because he started scrambling, looking like Brock Purdy, Lamar Jackson, whatever you want to call it. But when he started getting on his wheels, what were you thinking? I don't pay attention to the media much, but whoever's talking shit about Brock Purdy, what, what do you have now? Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> listen, and what message do you feel like Brock Purdy sent with this type of game? He's the best game manager in the league. <laughs> 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 He's the best game manager in the league, baby. So the fact that you just are doing this, it's my mind, all of us, bro. Or, uh, all of us. It's crazy. Did you think you'd be this good? I think I've asked these before. Oh, I know, but did you, like, how much confidence did you have? Because I was the second pick of the draft, and I lacked confidence. I part about the game but oh, you know what i'm saying like respect you you got you got to just appreciate the effort the hustle the guts the guile the willingness to go and yeah. and take a moment and make a moment and just and just find a way even when the chips are down even when you struggle busting you overcoming that within the confines of a game 
game plan be damned, execution be damned. I mean, they, they, there's just there's just moments, and we'll talk about lines and four nineers, obviously. But I just but in terms of the Ravens, it's like yeah. you have to sit there and you look at them and you're like, act just, like you've been there. Just a disappointment, you know. And the Chiefs, they've been there. They know what to expect. They have yeah. the experience, and they. Because of that, yeah. But because of that, there's a confidence there. There's just a, and it's not even a a cockiness. It's a, a cool confidence. It's just them not getting their feathers ruffled. They're not overtly just tense. They're relaxed. They're having fun. They're just going out and they're doing their job because they know what's at stake. They understand what's at stake, and that's why every all these playoffs, you see them just go out there and perform. Whereas, whereas you get someone like the Ravens, mm-hmm. where the thing is, they are like a perennial playoff team. They However, are. there's it's like, as an example, Lamar was Lamar his own press because clearly he must because <laughs> you look at it, it's like, well, you know, he's never won the big one. He can't get over the hump. He always folds in the playoffs. You know, instead of reading those press clippings, how about and then proving them right? Because that's what happens. You gets into your head. It does get in your head, and it consumes you. Go out yep. there and just play. Do you play your game? Don't worry about what the press clippings say. And the teams that make it to the Super Bowl—that's what happens. Those yeah. are the teams that just sit there and play. They go out there, they have fun, they work hard, and they just—it's a never say die attitude. You know, well, you, press clippings be damned. There is a there is a certain mojo that happens with teams that really have belief, right? And there are spe- and sometimes it's one run, and sometimes you can't finish the whole deal. Like crazy things can happen. Like that Arizona Cardinals team under Kurt Warner, by all accounts, they should have won that damn Super Bowl, right? <laughs> by all accounts, uh, that's a credit to the Steelers. But you know. You think of the the Giants teams that beat the Patriots. You th- I mean, and, and you can go back and you can cherry pick out years. The, the Ravens, when they wanted to, I mean, you can cherry pick out teams in certain years when they got on runs. And there's sometimes there's a little bit of magic. But you have to have a certain amount of confidence going into the playoffs, playing your best ball at the right time, getting hot at the right time. And there are teams that just fall apart. And I wouldn't have expected the Ravens to fall apart. I do think some of this is a little bit too much feeling good about yourself. They hadn't earned enough of that. And Mahomes wasn't there for stats. Mm-hmm. Like if he wanted to pad stats, Mahomes could pad stats. Right? And Mahomes, he could he could not run. He could air that thing out the entire game long if he wanted to. No, he wants to win, dude. Brock Purdy wants to win. Right? He wants to Mahomes win. Even said, Mahomes even said in the press conference, he's like, you know what? Our defense was playing well. Yes. I took I took what they gave us. And, you know, if we don't got first cost downs, the we team. Got first downs. Don't cost the team. Don't turn it up. Don't cost the team. Don't do something dumb. And that was and that was a difference maker. He yeah. literally I mean that and that also shows just how much he's grown as a player because in the past it was all about gotta get the ball down the field, gotta score, gotta score, mm-hmm. gotta score. This year it's all about all right, let's minimize mistakes. Let's keep drives going, but hey, and look, and win. Strong defense, strong run game, control the game. The I, Chiefs' defense has not given up thirty points all 
year long. Is it me or would Bill Parcells like this Chiefs team? Dude, this is like vintage Bill Parcells at this point. With a much better quarterback. Yes. He never had a Patrick Mahomes. Oh, no. Mark Bavaro was a baller, though. Loved that Mm -hmm. dude back in the day. And LT Mm -hmm. was obviously LT. He was super special. Well, look, let's take a break. We we do need to get to the San uh, Francisco-Detroit game. Uh, But I need to water some trees and get a fresh beer. So we're going to do that. But uh, hats off to the Chiefs. Um, and quite frankly, you know, I, I don't know how you can't be bitter or disappointed if you're a Ravens fan. I feel like they just let, I feel like they let themselves down and this is a credit to the chiefs, but you know, to be the best, you got to beat the best and the Ravens essentially, they're a better Dallas Cowboys, right? They're a regular season team. They're a regular season team that bought into their own hype and under-delivered in the biggest moments. Now, they didn't get embarrassed like Dallas did. They didn't. But the same criticism we give Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills, right, you get that criticism too. Because there's enough of a track record now. Stop worrying about the press. Stop worrying about the MVP. What, what was Worry the disc about- back in the day? Paper champions? Yeah. The paper champions? Do you remember, was it, what, do you remember the Eagles one year? Was it Vince Young? Oh, 2011. That was like the dream team. Yeah, we're the dream. They were, and what did they do? Nothing. They didn't even make the playoffs. No, no playoffs. Playoffs. Can can I tell you how many years Dan Snyder spent money all all over the place? I mean, they had Champ Bailey, uh, Deion Smith, Brett Deion, Bruce, Sanders. Deion Sanders, Dale Green. Let me tell you, you see pictures that you're like, that's Daryl Green with Deion Sanders and Champ Bailey. That's crazy. <laughs> it really Bruce is. Bruce Smith on the defensive line, yeah. Andre Reed at wide receiver. Yeah, I mean, they were a little bit older. I mean, Jeff George, well, if, if you had a lot of confidence, Jeff George was going to take you to promised land. You're the dummy. But, you know, <laughs> you spend, you know you're, you're paper champions. Well, the Chiefs, the Chiefs have the papers, but they have the rings. They have the hardware. You know, and again, you can hate on them, but you have to you have to beat them both on the field, and you have to beat them the physical, like the physical side and the mental side, and that's easier said than done. And Baltimore has the physical side down, but in those big moments, they didn't hit. They didn't hit the boxes, man. They got in their own way. They got dumb penalties, and I think they left a lot of plays on the field. And if I'm a Ravens fan, it makes me sick. They didn't take advantage of their opportunity. Look, this year was a gift, man. No Burrow. Cleveland was a little bit of a mess. There was opportunity space, and you wasted it. You underdelivered, underperformed, and a credit to the Chiefs. But Baltimore, you should have been better. You acted like you were, but you didn't deliver. And that's tough. That's a bitter pill. That's a bitter pill. That's going to stick on them all off season. So we'll see what they look like next year. But you know how football is, man. Every year is a lot of turnover. You're either a pretender or a contender, and they were yeah. pretenders this year. They, they were a pretender when it mattered the most. Because, you know, if you play a great game and you lose – I think it feels different than when you go look at look at all the things that we messed up 
turnovers, stupidity, penalties, mismanaged moments, bad game plan, poor, poor game plan, poor implementation, poor execution. It's just, it's just a shame. Again, credit to the Chiefs; they did a great job. But I, I just, I don't, I don't see how any you you can look at what Baltimore did and just not go underperformed. You know, it's Baltimore, Baltimore Cowboys up there, man. Good luck. It's like the end of a Scorsese movie. Yeah, we fucked it all up. <laughs> Sad. Anyway, uh, all right, let's take a break. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. Do a salute clock, and then we're gonna pound, go to pound town on the Lions. Pound town, <laughs> Roadhouse, <laughs> Roadhouse, Roadhouse. <laughs> we'll do that as always. Keyword to sports and brew. We'll be right back. <laughs> Roadhouse. <laughs> All right, had to stretch our legs for a couple of minutes, but we are back. Trees have been watered. Fresh beer is in hand, which means, gentlemen, it's time for a salute clock. So, of course, I am enjoying my Jack and Coke. No surprise there. And I'm still staying on the, I don't feel like being bogged down with intestinal distress from too many hoppy beers, a late night, and hanging out with you assholes. So I'm still enjoying a Corona I, I need to cut up some limes, though. Right? I mean, yeah. what are you going to do? You are kind of not, you're kind of half-assing it right now, so mm. yeah, you should. If it was the summer, I'd have the limes. What are you going to do? Anyway, Randy, what you got, bro? So this is one of the beers that uh, Shannon uh, brought over one time for me. Uh, this is one of the Hardywood Brines Barrel Blends. Ooh. So, we, you know, it's not too bad. Uh, it's Happy. just a, it's, yeah. 12.8 of course um which is why i'm still taking my time i'm not trying to chug it down because then we'll get sloppy drunk mass and i now we're not going to have that um, <laughs> just says blend number 18 i mean it's pretty tasty it's uh definitely one of the better ones that uh, shannon's given me so far oh well good job shannon thank you sir shannon what you got bro so cider I'm, uh, yes sir macaque and cider <laughs> oh oh so so you got some uh so you got some birthday booty huh oh yes i did <laughs> but that's what you call it these days man hey now <laughs> I'm rolling with the Busky Cider Caramel Apple flavor. Nice. Actually pretty good. So Good. Yeah. That's cool. I think man. I've had that when we've uh, gone over there. I think that's one of the ones I've grabbed just because it just sounds good. You trying to squeeze an inch in on me somewhere, huh? <laughs> Maybe. I was. Man. Yes, I was. Never mind. <laughs> Amber had a good impersonation of that right there. Look at that. <laughs> And knowing is half the battle. <laughs> I'm just saying, man, birthdays and anniversaries, man. It's that, that's uh, you know, as married men, you know, those, yeah, yeah, those yeah. are must. Uh, no pun intended. Must do's. <laughs> must. <laughs> that's, that's that's a honey done list, right? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. And 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 by the way, man, I had a great time catching up with Todd. Uh, the other day, I stopped by. He had a couple of random things he was clearing out. So he had a squishmallow, and I was like, "Oh, Chloe would love that," and she did. And then he had like a little tabletop foosball thing that he stuck some legs on. 
Uh, nice construction work, man. Uh, Todd, remind me to never ask you to help me build a deck. That's for damn sure. Good God, wobbly. No, I'm just kidding, man. <laughs> I'm just teasing. <laughs> It'll be like that Australian commercial back in the day where they were talking about decks and they pronounce it deek. Mm -hmm. I'd have to pull that commercial. <laughs> I, I don't know that I remember that one, but what I do remember is uh, whenever there and I was like, Todd, man, look, bro. I was like, I either got to go and beat traffic, right? Or we got to go hang out and drink beers or eat, eat tacos or something. So we went, we were hanging out at the Rusty Taco and we just started recording videos and sending them to McGuffin and wishing them happy birthday. We we're having a good old time. Uh, but it's somewhere along the line, the uh, bartender uh, came over to, to do something and, and she called Todd Tob and I was dying, dude. <laughs> and so we, we did one video and I'm, I'm going to play this one and we stuck it in the chat. But it, to me, that's a keeper, man. So T-O-double-B, here you go. Oh my God. All right, look, look, I need to enchant it. Enchant it. <laughs> Guys, we got to introduce you to somebody new. We got to introduce somebody new. Good night. Good night. All right. I want you to meet the one, the only, Tob. Tob. T-O-double-B. T-O-B-B. -B, right here, Tob. Right, Tob. Sponsored by Ashley, Margaritas. Ashley, the, the, the bartender. Sp sponsored by his dumb ass. Right here. Tob. Tob. Toby. Toby? T-O-double-B. Tob. Tob. Here we go. Mm -hmm. Salute. Salute. Yeah. <laughs> To have two B's for hey Shannon, what's up? Happy birthday, bitch! There's two B's right there. <laughs> Your two B's right there, bro, Bruh. Oh my god! Uh, by the way, uh, random random fun factoid. All right, the the 2018 quarterback class, man. There is only one quarterback from that class to make the Super Bowl. Do you know who it is? Was that the Mahomes class? Nope. Baker Mayfield. Josh Allen. Oh, Brock Lam Purdy. Lamar Jackson. Sam Rosen. Oh, my God. That, he was like the 10th pick, wasn't he? And Sam Darnold. Oh, or no, excuse me, Josh Rosen. Excuse me, Josh Rosen. Josh yeah, Rosen. Think... Yeah, I mean, Sam Sam Darnold is the only quarter first round quarterback from the 2018 draft class to make a Super Bowl. <laughs> Good lord! <laughs> and he does it as a backup. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. By the way, uh, there was a fun story. It was about the 49ers and the Chiefs, who actually have an interesting history. And one of the things that makes their history so interesting is that they have shared six quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. Now, the the easiest one, I think, for most people to guess Joe is Joe Montana. I can give you a four off the top of my head. I can't I can't think of the other two, though. All right. Steve DeBerg. Yep. Steve DeBerg is one of them. Nice was, job. Yep. Steve DeBerg. Joe Montana, Elvis Gerback. Yep. Mm, yep. Uh, Steve Bono. Yep. Holy shit. Good um, recall. See, the other two, um, Alex Smith. Uh, yep. Yeah. It's yeah. the. It's okay, the okay. So that's five. Yeah. It's the last one you won't get. It sounds like well, it's John Brody. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm surprised it wasn't uh, Drunken Miller. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> they can fucking keep him if that was the case. <laughs> Um, oh, Steve DeBerg, man, what a what a career! 
Uh, no, you won't guess this. Bob, and I might mispronounce his last name because I've never heard of this guy. I don't know if it's uh, Gagliano, Gagliano. I don't know. Bob Gagliano. Yeah, I definitely Bob, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, Bob, F-O-H, man. <laughs> Journeyman. Gagliano. Ah, fuck it. I don't know. Gagliano. <laughs> Go to the Sopranos, Bob Gagliano. I don't know. Right. So we'd have to, I'd have to like do some digging to even figure out what that was. But anyway, that, that was a journeyman. So let's throw that guy out. But uh, yeah, six quarterbacks, dude, that's crazy. Crazy. But yeah, I would think most people would immediately think Alex Smith and Joe Montana. Joe Montana certainly, unless you're really young, you might only oh, think that Alex was the Smith. First one, dude. But well, Mon- Steve Deberg was on the same team in yeah. Montana. Yeah, Steve Steve yeah. Deberg wasn't that guy like 44. I mean, he was pretty old. He yeah. won me a fantasy title. One Steve Deberg, I mean, really? my God, yes, wow, in the early 2000s on a actually on my second deployment. How about I that? I started him. I started him the final week of the season, and he threw like either four or five touchdown passes that week and won me a title. My man, Steve DeBerg. We got to get you a DeBerg jersey. People would be so confused. <laughs> who, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> they drafted who? <laughs> Steve DeBerg. <laughs> oh, my God. My favorite, my favorite quarterback with anything with fantasy football it was the Free Joe Webb. Just j- yes. I mean that's that's still my all time, all time favorite with with the old Whitfield Shaftology. So uh, it, that was a brilliant pickup. Yeah, and it's still there is nothing in my entire fantasy football career. Nothing tops the year that Whitfield was so cocky about his team that he carried one quarterback, and of course oh that what that one quarterback got injured. I think it was Aaron Rodgers. It was Aaron Rodgers. Broke his collarbone, and Whitfield Whitfield was so confident, and his team was really good. He was so yeah. confident, and I laid out this diabolical ass plan, and I talked to everybody in the league, and we picked up every single fucking quarterback that we could pick up, because uh, of course Whitfield had burned his waiver, so he was real late in the waiver, and we picked up everybody that we thought he might pick up, and then everybody that might play. That was great. So Joe Webb screwing Whitfield was glorious, and then the year that that Whitfield got no quarterbacks because there's like, I don't remember, I don't know if it was a ten team league, twelve team league, I don't remember, but we had a check, we had a side check going, and we picked up everybody. <laughs> it was oh, so, he was so mad. He was so mad. <laughs> what was funny is he called me out too, and I'm like, dude, I actually can use this guy. He's like, yeah, you're right, you're probably not a part of it. And I'm like. Well, yeah, I am, but I am <laughs> a part of it. Dude, but that was the most diabolical fantasy football plan of all time. Oh, he was more than happy was. to join in on that one. Oh, that chat was so funny. He literally, <laughs> out of twelve teams on the waiver wire, he was number twelve. So we mm-hmm. picked up the eleven dudes that were had a realistic shot of playing. And we all had our own. Yeah. To pick up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That was one of the funniest. Oh. That was one of the funniest things. He was so mad. <laughs> yeah, the other one was is when he was undefeated in I don't know. We had like a what was it, a six or eight person league. And I think was it was just, an I think it was an eight team league, but it was like it was a two quarterback league. Yeah, and the, what was it? Adrian Peterson was hurt, and someone else was hurt going into a Monday night game, and I'm I'm in freaking Kentucky with shitty like dial up internet, and I'm like. 
picking up Joe Webb and whoever <laughs> to make sure this motherfucker can't win. And he's like so pissed. <laughs> oh. Free Joe Webb, baby. Free Joe Webb. <laughs> we, we sh- you know what we should do? We should we should send Whitfield a, a, a jersey that says Free Joe, Joe Webb, Webb on the nameplate. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> I was just thinking we should oh. get that for him for his birthday. Free Joe Webb yeah. for his birthday. That would be very, very funny. And, and that'll be the night we all get murdered, but still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, fun fun factoid. If he doesn't take a nap first. Doesn't take a, no. He'll, he'll be asleep. He doesn't have. He doesn't. Have, I mean, he can't even make it to record. You think he could take everybody out? No deal. No dice. True. True story. Um, if the 49ers win the Super Bowl, we're obviously not there yet. We got to play the game. But if they happen to win, don't forget old Ed McCaffrey. Ed and Christian McCaffrey would, would be just the second father son combo to win a Super Bowl for the same franchise. That'd be pretty wild. Oh, for sure. That'd be super wild. But what's more wild is that a McCaffrey Shanahan combo would also win a Super Bowl. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, look, yeah. Randy, you get the you get the revenge match. I liked how they were showing highlights. And it it's weird to think of, you know, it, it doesn't feel as long ago as it was, but been a couple years but it was weird watching that 49ers team and i had forgotten that it was 20 to 10 was it like midway through the fourth yes oh my god yes and the play where basically the dude had a chokehold on nick bosa that where he was bearing down <laughs> on uh, mahomes and mahomes hits tyreek hill deep no flag on that play, by the way. No flag, and, and that and Shocker. that kind and that was the uh, the start of it. Yeah, the, the Chiefs scored like three touchdowns in I don't know five minutes or six minutes, something crazy. Well, and we had the lead, <laughs> and, and Shanahan just kind of went conservative, and we couldn't take any time off the clock, and that's when the Chiefs pretty much put it away. Wouldn't he have learned from that uh, twenty-eight-three jobby? I'm just saying. Well, I think after what we saw <laughs> this past weekend, too soon. He definitely learned. Yes. Um, I do think it's wild. And I, I, I had a tweet where I just sent out, I, I wrote something like 28 to 3 and 24 to 7. It's just, you know, wild. Right. Now, granted, he wasn't the head coach of the Falcons. But he's he's been on both sides of that equation. Right. You think about all the things that shape your decision-making processes. And... I bring that up in part because, uh, you know, I said at the beginning of the of the podcast, Randy, I'm happy for you. You know, I am because it's exciting when any one of our teams makes the Super Bowl. Um, that's a cool thing, man. You know, because you, you don't uh, it's just one of those things that depending on where you're at, how old you are and the last time your team was good. I mean, you know, sometimes you you happen to enjoy some sports glory for chunks of your youth or a period of your life, and sometimes you're in like the, the sports suffering suck hole for a long, long time. <laughs> I uh, I enjoyed the 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 Gibbs era. I I don't, I don't remember much of the early. I mean, most of my memories would be like eighty seven and one. You know what I'm saying? But I like the ninety ninety one team. Like I remember that team. Hoo wee. <laughs> My but first, my first Super Bowl was uh, Redskins Broncos. 
Yeah. Oof. Timmy Smith. Doug, Doug, Williams, Doug Williams and Timmy Smith, baby. Beat down. Yeah. Um, that I think that's still like it's the most. Is it the most points? I mean, it's like the most touchdowns in a. It was a quarter, but like in the a second half. quarter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was just an obliteration, man. But like you know, I have great memories of that Redskins Super Bowl team and of the '96 ish era Green Bay Packers team. I mean, you know, those memories are great. Right, they're fun, and and there's a certain nostalgia. It's there, so I've enjoyed that. But with Washington, oh my God, you're talking about a quarter century of absolute barf. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's terrible. It's terrible. But you know, so so Randy, I'm happy for you. But I still, for the life of me, am amazed and we've talked a lot about we spent a lot of time in the first half i mean yeah we obviously talking about the ravens and the chiefs game but we mentioned this and obviously we'll spend more time talking about it here but the brock purdy stuff the, the lamar jackson issue you know taking your opportunities making opportunities and then taking your opportunities and yeah kyle shanahan has been on both sides of the equation both sides of the coin with some cruel losses and some pretty tough, you know, wins. But I've watched a lot of football games, man. And, you know, when you left here after that game, I said something to you along the lines of thank the football gods, man. Cause that was, that was a wild second half. That was a wild second half. I, I, you know, it, and it, it's, it, there's two parts to that. Number one, the 49ers had to believe they could come back. They had to play like they could come back. And they had to capitalize on opportunities, right? They had to, and they did. The players did. They got fortuitous breaks and moments, and they took advantage of them. And the other side of that is the Lions, who, God bless, looked like they were going to just run the 49ers out off the field in their own freaking house, you know? I don't know what happened over halftime. Some of it is is about the 49ers, but I can't remember a lot of games where you saw a, I saw a team dominate the lines of scrimmage like the Lions did in the first half of that game. And then it just went. You know, momentum's real. And th- this is my grievance with analytics. Mm is is about the the meat of the moment the heart of the moment the feel of the moment and some of that is is momentum which is hard to quantify right it is yeah. but the lions had no shortage of momentum early in that game i mean they started off aggressive um jameson williams taking that pitch and popping off for that 42 yard touchdown i think it was greenlaw that ripped a chunk of his shirt or whatever <laughs> off trying to bring yeah. him down you know, yeah. and then the 49ers missed that 48-yard field goal, which maybe that mm. maybe Dan Campbell was like 48. I don't know. They missed one. Maybe I don't want to miss that one too. Um, with Moody kicking it, and, you know, that kick was straight. It just wasn't true. <laughs> it was like, nope. True just story. Stand, yeah, right, uh, boom, right beside the pole. Um, that was crazy. I, I mean, Jameer Gibbs picking up big gains, and you know, the Lions piling in with Montgomery on second and goal. I mean, it was 14 to nothing pretty quick and you know watching it with you and you know and and i knew because like you were pretty quiet i I know you're like what the 
fuck? <laughs> like, what is going on, man? Right? It's one of those things where in my mind I was like, son of a bitch, would you guys wake the fuck up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like Liv Biscuit break stuff was about ready to like break out and rain. Well, it, it's just like a lot of our a lot of our conversation was being surprised at just how dominant the Lions were on the line of scrimmage on both offense and defense. Now, the 49ers had moments, you know, in the second quarter, McCaffrey had a pretty clutch gain, um, and once he had the ball in his hands or when he was running, like, McCaffrey was like, guys, I'm going to model this for you. And everybody talks about Pacheco running angry. Watch me go. You know, he had some moments where it was like get the ball in his hands and just the runs and how hard he was trying just to get yards. And he, he ended up – I think one was a catch that he had a big gain on, and the other was, you know, a touchdown run on second and goal. They cut it to 14-7. to seven. That, by the way, was uh, McCaffrey's 24th touchdown this season, um, that one, and he passed Jerry Rice for the most in a season in 49ers team history, which is – it's wild to think. We're sitting here talking about Kelsey breaking a Rice record. Yeah. And here's McCaffrey – uh, but that tells you just how great Jerry Rice was. Like, yes. Oh, hell yeah. These these records have stood for over 20-plus years, yeah. and now they're just now being broken. And and Jerry Rice's response to all this, records are made to be broken. Yeah. Oh, well, it's a great yeah. attitude to have. I mean, uh, b- believe me, nope. Jerry Rice is not threatened by anything. That's another guy. He doesn't need a toot his own horn. People will defend Jerry Rice to their dying breath. <laughs> and that's the oh, thing. Yeah. You know like, what I mean? When you're that great, yeah. you don't need to defend yourself. No, no. Your your stats speak for themselves. Your, your play, your legacy, your history, your moments, people will take up and champion that for you. Yep. Um, Jerry Knight, Jerry Rice knows he was a badass. Are you kidding? He knows he was a damn badass. He was the best receiver of all time. It's still weird to visualize him with a – Raiders helmet and a the Seahawks helmet is probably the weirdest. But, and then he was in the uh, Broncos training camp, yeah. and then he decided that's I'm done. I was like, nah, that's good. That he shouldn't have gone somewhere with the elevation. He needed <laughs> the oxygen was too thin. He, 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 but he ran those hills in San Francisco like all the time, man. Like, well, right the, my, that was legendary. The, yeah. the legendary Jerry Rice workout where yeah. every other player on the team was like, fuck this. Dude. <laughs> Do you think Jerry that Rice dude was a machine? Yeah, yeah. Did, didn't correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't McCaffrey take his daughter to prom or something random? What wouldn't wouldn't shock me? I'm pretty sure. Like I might hold. He on. seems like a really good dude. I feel I feel like that was a thing. Christian McCaffrey, Jerry Rice's daughter. I want to say uh, I, I, McCaffrey actually took a picture with. Uh, the the Stanford oh. head coach chick recently. Let's see. It, I like this. It related searches this Christian McCaffrey Ed McCaffrey's kid. Yeah, you dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, Sherlock. <laughs> um, yeah, he took a. He went up to. Uh, oh my bad. Jerry Rice's daughter Edelman took his daughter out. Oh, okay. that's what it was. There you go. I think Julian Wait, Edelman was... himself or Edelman's kid. No, no, no. Julian Edelman took Jerry Rice's daughter. I guess it's Jackie to the prom. 
Julian Edelman grew up in the same Northern California neighborhood as Jerry in the 90s, and turns out he and the goat's daughter had a thing for each other. That would be intimidating as hell, though. Can you imagine, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> taking out somebody like that, taking their dog I mean, out. Jerry That's Rice nuts. would be like, you're not as good a receiver as I am. And Julian's like, no shit, Sherlock, yeah, you're yeah. the goat. Yeah, it's okay, More man. like Jerry Rice would probably be like, yeah, hurt my daughter, see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Although, you know. You'll be, make you disappear. You'll be receiving like a that. whooping, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I snap my fingers, you disappear. <laughs> Bye, that's a, bitch. That's a little harsh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, be right there. Bring your beer with you. I like. It. Oh, there's uh, oh, Shannon put in the the deck commercial. Mm-hmm. Deke. All right, hold on. Is this is this thing funny? If you're like me, you find it very hard to keep your dick dry. I left my dick unprotected, <laughs> and it was warped out of shape in no time. I could barely recognize my own dick. Imagine that. Then I discovered Schaefer's New Zealand-style dick sealant. The best way to take care of <laughs> I would imagine this was not the commercial that Edelman and Jerry Rice's daughter... <laughs> there, was no, there, was no, there was no dick sealant. Pair of your dick in three easy steps. First, wash your dick with soap and water. Then, wait for your... Solid advice. Whitfield, are you listening? Dick to dry. Oh, there Once we go. your dick is there we go. dry, paint your dick with Schaefer's dick sealant. I used to be too embarrassed to invite people over to see my dick. But now, my dick's the talk of the town. I even have pictures of my dick. Check out that dick. I want to send this to my secretary. Barbara always loves to receive my dick pics. <laughs> Are we sure this is not Brett Favre in this commercial? I do. Yeah, that's true. Shannon, now that I've seen I do remember this. I, I had forgotten about that. Nice pull, by the way. It, it's an all-timer, bro. Yes, yeah. yeah, sir. Yeah. You're welcome. That's what Ben Johnson's working on these days. After all, summertime is all about spending time on your dick. I'll often have 20 to 30 people on my dick at once. That can really wear your dick out, causing dick splinters and discoloration. But with Schaefer's dick sealant, my dick stays a nice golden brown colour. Who wouldn't want a golden dick? I used to never let... Quality. Children were anywhere near my dick. My dick was too dangerous for cuds to play on. But it seems like every cud in the neighborhood's been on my dick this summer. And they've all had a good time. <laughs> nice. Holy oh, God. Lord. That was freaking Brock Birdie in the second half, yeah. bro. Yeah, we, yeah, let's flip back to that. By the way, um, you know, he we're talking. Yeah, we're talking about some of these moments. And, you know. It is the, it's cliched, it is a tale of two halves, but, you know, and the Lions got a lot of breaks in the first half, right? I mean, you know, they did. You think yeah. about that that Brock Purdy pick, you know, Purdy's throw got tipped and the Lions bagged that interception on third and 10. That set up that Jameer Gibbs um, touchdown run. By the way, Chase Young, Randy, and I said this to you during the game, Chase Young has his moments, but he still showed, there's still times you're like, what is he doing? <laughs> yeah I, it's like i'm gonna just half-ass it are you just taking a nap out there like is this by design or are you just like i'm not involved in this play i'm conserving my energy <laughs> well in two it. weeks he can't do that shit uh hey, you, you you fuck around you're gonna find out against Mahomes. yeah I, I i've seen a couple of things saying he might get benched uh, I'm curious if that just means they'll bring him in off the bench. They'll give him like 
specific spot duty as opposed to him being out there. I don't know. We'll see. But I yeah, he'd play harder. I honestly thought he would be more of a menace than he has been because I've seen mm-hmm. what he can do. While you know, in his, I mean, I can't say his prime because he's technically still in his prime, but. Just when he's healthy and like when he first started Washington, he was a, nah, he was a fucking terror. He he was different when he first broke into the league. He was different. He's not the same guy. Um, and I don't wish any ill will on Chase. I don't. But and he's on a much better team. I don't have an issue with him getting going to the Super Bowl. Under some people are like, ah, oh, Chase. I don't man. Good for him, dude. Good for him. If they win, he gets a ring, gets a payout. Man, good for that dude. But watching that game there were some moments i'm like that's the chase young i remember from washington there he is just standing there i remember that guy although i knew him as albert hainsworth back then i'm just kidding oh. that's cold <laughs> he's not that level he, I was oh. saying, he, hasn't, he hasn't gotten paid yet <laughs> yeah uh well he's the, the thing is he's not gonna get paid what he thinks he's worth because there's <clears throat> there's too many of those things and I know there are times that, like, the defensive scheme or whatever, you know, they want you to do certain things, but there are just moments you look at him and you're like, what are you doing, bro? Like, what do you see? <laughs> Nothing? <laughs> you're just like, I'm not going to get there. There's no hustle. I mean, imagine if imagine if uh, Ayuk, right, Mr. Ladybug landed on me, Ayuk, was like, let me give up on this play because this DB is going to make this pick, Right. Did Brandon Ayuk give up on that play? Nope. He Hell did no. not, right? Did did Brock Purdy give up on some of those plays where he about got sacked? No. No. He did not. So I don't Chase Young is a curious case, man. I, I don't dislike the guy, and at his best, he can still wreak some havoc. He's just selective. I don't know. It he he's weird. He's weird. But uh anyway, uh, yeah, Brock Purdy still got picked. Jameer Gibbs did that. C.J. Gardner-Johnson's out there waving Bob out of the crowd. We knew that was too early to do. That was a bad idea. Um, and, you know. Too soon. Too soon. You know, what's part of the thing that's interesting, and <clears throat> I mentioned the analytics earlier and the feel and the moment, and obviously Dan Campbell. I mean, here's the reality of this. Fair or not, Dan Campbell is going to get all kinds of criticism. Mm-hmm. But what I would say to you is there were moments in that game I didn't have an issue with their aggressiveness. And I think it's important to remember that <coughs> Campbell's aggressiveness is part of the identity of that team and how they got to where they're at, right? So I don't have any grievance. And, I mean, the Ravens went for it on fourth on their own side of the field, fourth and one. I mean, the Chiefs went for it on fourth and two. I mean, it's the playoffs, dude. You got to sell out. I get I, it. So I want to go to two plays specifically. Well, before you jump to that specific play, I, I think it's important to note okay. that at the end of the first half, the Lions drove down. And they got close to the goal line near the end of the first half. That's where I wanted to go. And Campbell looks like he's debating what to do. Mm-hmm. And he ends up kicking a field goal to go up 24-7. Now, 24-7 is what? 17 points. Three Which possessions. is three scores. Right? No matter how you do it, because... It's three touchdowns or it's two touchdowns and a field goal or, you know, because two touchdowns, even if you do your two-point conversions, is 16. Correct. It's and that's scores. the thing. Like, I think that particular play, I think both fan bases both wanted the field goal. It's like the only time both fan bases want the same thing. Mm-hmm. Detroit wants the three-score <laughs> lead, and San Francisco fans are probably going – 
God, yeah, just keep it at 17. They've been <laughs> killing us this first half. Yeah. So it, it's like one of those plays where it works out for everybody. Sort of. I mean, and, and it's, look, I, I it was so tempting because I'm sitting there going, what's this dude going to do? Because, like, you're thinking he's going to go for it. Like, you yeah, can see yeah. his face. He's well, like, oh, but he did the smart thing. He took the points. He took the three-possession lead into the half. So you're up 24 to 7. I mean, because the 49ers... Wait, he, he, wait, he actually went for the field goal? Wait, what? Well, huh? <laughs> we talking about but the same guy? not allergic to field goals? <laughs> no, not quite. But, you know, I do think it's interesting, you know, thinking about the momentum that the Lions had, right, in the first half. Going for that touchdown, which he's done a lot. I mean... If they going up twenty eight seven going to the half is I mean that's pretty I mean that's almost a almost a knockout punch. Yeah, almost. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, it, I'm not saying it is. Right. But. And so there's a part of me that's actually surprised that they settled for a field goal there. Correct. But it, I was it actually did. shocked he didn't go for it either. Yeah, but it did it what it is important to note that that was the three score field goal. Right, the, the seventeen points is significant. Right, but I again, I, I look. I agree with you. I'm I'm surprised in the grand scheme of Dan Campbell land. You know, I was shocked. I thought there. for sure that he was going for yeah. it, and he kicked it. And it, it, I I can't disagree with the call there. No, that one. I'm like, I, either way, like if you're going for the knockout punch at an NFC Championship, mm -hmm. I get it. If you go for the three score lead. I get it. That that play, he could have done no wrong, right? Like, I, I get it if you're going for it. Like, you're just like, fuck it. Let's go. Let's go Leroy yeah. Jenkins. Yeah. If you kick in the field goal, you want to take the three-score lead. I get that too. And I personally, I would have kicked the field goal. I, would, I did what he did. I just want the points. Yeah. Because – at, at the end of the day, you're just trying to score more points in San Francisco. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah, sure. Look, teams leading at the half by 17 or more, they, they were 21-0. and 0. And the Lions oh. are averaging – forget about what we were talking about hitting, hitting the Ravens, can't get out of their own way. The Lions were averaging seven yards of rush, dude. Yep. And, I, you know, I don't know what transpired in the halftime, what was said. I mean, we can imagine. And – uh I don't know that the players will totally, honestly cop to what they say in the locker room. What are we doing? Yeah, getting feisty. But, you know, Randy, I remember, I mean, you and I were just talking about this. I was just like, this is just not the 49ers team I expected to see. This is the, right. this is the Lions team I expected to see. Yeah. Right? But this is not the 49ers team I expected to see. What in the hell? How, I mean, how do you even really, just out of curiosity from your perspective, I mean, obviously the you're happy with the final outcome, but I mean, I don't even know how you begin to explain what on earth that first half was for them. I guess the best way to describe it is they basically had to just weather, I mean, it was like they had to weather the storm. Like, mm -hmm. um, obviously, you know, the previous week, you know, barely... Uh, getting past Green Bay, and um, since you know Detroit got the ball first, they got to do set the attitude drive. So 
they came out and they just, you know, punched us in the mouth. And I think it was more of a, it was a shock to the system where it was just one of those, like, well, wait a minute, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, uh, we had opportunities in the first half and we did what we could with that to at least minimalize the damage as much as we as possible mm-hmm. to at least get to the second half. Uh, and I, I just think that's what it was. I think it was just that attitude. The It was like the Lions just were hyped up. They were focused. They were ready to go. They were like, everybody's doubting us. We're just, we're going to come in here. We're going to punch them in the mouth, give them our best shot. And, and that, that's exactly what they did. They came out and they set the tone. They were, they were the ones with the attitude. They were the ones that were punching you in the mouth and being like, you know, we're not backing down. It, it, this is going to sound weird, but is, is, is when we were watching that before, before it turned, right before it fully turned, but was was there a part of you that wondered? Do the Lions think they have this in the bag? Right. Um, you think maybe with the way Gardner Johnson reacted, right? I mean, Gardner Johnson, sure, but I, I can't imagine Campbell thought. No, he Campbell did. Campbell didn't. Campbell didn't. But I mean, you got a lot of players that haven't been in that kind of situation, right? And so you you're sitting there because you know the fans do. I mean the fan. I mean I can't. God, they had so many people at Ford Field, man. Good on them. But all kinds of people have to be going, we're killing them, right? And that has to creep into the players' heads. They're just like, man, we are kicking their ass. We're kicking their ass. We're going to come out in the second half. We're going to run it down the throat some more. Yeah, we're good. Because I don't, again, Randy, I'm happy for you. But my God, I I am just still amazed. So (laughs) for me and... Justin, to your credit, you put this in the chat. When San Francisco took the second half kickoff Mm -hmm. and kicked the field goal, and then Detroit got the ball and had the fourth and two on Mm -hmm. the 27, which was a 45-yard field goal, Mm -hmm. my thinking, there were seven minutes left in the third quarter. Mm -hmm. To me, it made all the sense in the world to kick the field goal there. I know the analytics say go for it because it's well, only fourth and two. It, but all that stuff ended up being relatively even from the analytic <laughs> standpoint. So like it's a slight it's a slight edge analytically to the decisions they made. But I mean, look, it, if you didn't go for it at the end of the first half, right, and you kicked the field goal for the seventeen point lead, why when it was the third quarter and it's fourth and two, right, it's twenty four ten. So if you kick the field goal and make it, guess what? San Francisco's back where they were at the half. They're yeah, down 17. 17. Psychologically, that has <coughs> an effect yes. on your opponent. Yes. Now That's not an analytic thing. That's a psychological thing correct. where you're like, oh, we're halfway through the third quarter. We're back where we were at the half. Because the clock becomes your enemy. Correct. The clock becomes your enemy. And that's where I'm like, that's where they lost the game. So Right there. You know, on the fourth and two, I'll, I'll, I'll give them credit for this. The play was right. Yep. Goff's throw was where it needed to be. Okay. It wasn't a perfect throw, but it was catchable. Yep. Would have been a first down. Yep. And it hit him in the hands. Yep. And Reynolds couldn't bring it in. But a field goal, a field goal at that point makes it a three-score game again. And yes, there has to be some degree 
I mean, the 49ers are playing better ball, but there has to be some degree of, like, crap. You know what I mean? Like, um, and they it, just because matched it, us. Yeah, because, I mean, here's the thing. Like, after that, after that, man, it, it, the, it's the 49ers' balls. First and 10 from the 45. Purdy fires, fires off that deep ball to Ayuk. That Ayuk ball, actually ended up bumping into the safety, and it kind of slowed him down yeah. a little bit. So, you know, you got bodies, whatever. I mean, the ball bounces off the DB's face. Bounces up in the air. And Ayuk, I mean, cre- credit to that guy, manages to bring it in. It's just unreal. Unreal. And I know some people, he got up, and some people thought he was untouched and they went in for the touchdown. But, I mean, he was down by contact. Guy got he a hand on him. By, but, I mean, don't forget that Purdy made a, a, a just an excellent, it was third and goal. Purdy had a great throw in the tight coverage Dude. to Ayuk. That, that throw was money mm-hmm. to get that touchdown to make it 24 to 17. But, you know, when I was in, in real time watching that, you know, that play was incredible. Yeah. And you knew when the Lions went for it on fourth and two and didn't get it. And again, look, the, it was the right play call. Golf made the right throw. Reynolds just didn't bring it in. But you knew that that was a moment where you go, uh oh. Yep. Carl Lewis National Anthem. Uh oh. Yep. And <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and it's crazy, but I was in my head, I spent some time thinking about this catch. And the, the weirdest catch that I could think of, the wildest catch, not weirdest, but the wildest catch I could think of that felt like that moment was, and I think it was 2000. But it was Packers Vikings, and it was Favre uncorking a deep ball to Antonio Freeman. Oh yeah, that bounced off of Chris Dishman, and Antonio Freeman is on the freaking ground at that point. Yep, and he ends up catching that ball. And you know this is weird because I was at work and I was trying to explain this catch to somebody, and like, what are you talking about? And then I realized that I'm talking to somebody that is like 28, right? They don't remember this. <laughs> and so I was like, hold on. I was like, hold on. Let me get this YouTube clip for you. <laughs> lays it up for Freeman, and it's incomplete. It, or did he make the catch at the 15? Yes. What are they going to rule that he caught it? He did what? (laughs) (laughs) He did what? First of all, the call was great. That's that's, that's, amazing. That's still like peak prime Al Michaels. But I mean, that was a 20 to 20. I mean, that was an overtime. And in real time, you're like, huh? (laughs) Like what happened? And this is not HD. They drafted who? This is not HD. Right, it's raining. The weather's messed. Whatever. And this is not. This is like standard definition video, four by three format. It's a different era, y'all. <laughs> it's not black and white. It's not that bad, but it's you not know, Michael Jackson. Yeah, but it's not my nice. <laughs> um, hey man. <laughs> uh, but like in my head, I'm trying to think of like crazy catches, and that's the one I kept going back to. That one. Um, I mean, that one probably is best uh you can go back to the patriots giant super bowl 
uh, where uh, uh, Tyree caught it against his helmet. That one was bananas for sure. Uh, that one was bananas, and there I just had a second one in my head, and my old ass forgot. That's okay, Grandpa. That's what happens in your mid forties. Thank you. Yeah, it, it your memories. Does. For me to poop on. <laughs> it's been uh, a while since you brought you broke out courage. Yeah, yeah. Good old, good old triumph to insult comic quality. Triumph is great. Yes. Yes, Triumph is great. I think one of my favorite Triumph skits was always the one where it was like a Star Wars. I don't remember if it was the movie or a convention, but they had Triumph out there with all these people just decked out in Star Wars costumes. I love that. That one is so good. Oh, my God. If you haven't seen that, man, look up Triumph, Triumph the Insult comic in Star Wars. You will find it. It is phenomenal. <laughs> it's so good. Ugh. I mean that play was crazy. Yeah. It was crazy. And what are the chances that 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 happened? So you, you got contact. It's a deep ball. You know they needed something to happen. First and ten, Purdy firing that that deep ball off. I mean that DB by all rights should have either had the interception or simply broken the pass up. Like, what's the probability that it's gonna it's gonna hit the DB in the hands? Right, and then they can't bring it in, and then it goes off their face mask, and then it bounces up, and Brandon Ayuk has the wherewithal and the awareness to still catch the damn thing. Crazy. I mean, incredible. Uh, the The other one was the the Patriots Seahawks, where the Seahawks caught it at the goal line, but Bill Belichick didn't blink, and then freaking they didn't run the ball with uh uh beast mode oh where malcolm butler essentially stole the ball from whoever the wide receiver was yeah like mm. and and that was <laughs> i'll never forget it after that play lindy on facebook is like god hates new england because <laughs> 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 you could just know oh patriots answer like what the fuck again this shit <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, it, 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 there are moments, but it, they're super rare. Yeah, uh, but but that was one of those things. And look, Brandon Ayuk sitting here talking about a ladybug landing, which was kind of funny, by the way. That was that was yeah, I, I, I like that. I think I I might even have that clip. Hold on, where is that thing at? I might I might have that one. Talking about a ladybug, that was kind of oh, I do. Here you go. How about the fact you didn't give up? on the ball after it hit the face in the, the helmet of the cornerback with the Lions. Tell us all about that catch. Before the game, a ladybug landed on my shoe. Come on. And y'all know what that means. So that's all I can say, because other than that, I don't know. I don't know. Just great luck. God was with us today. Great win. Bang, bang, Niner gang. <laughs> There's a ladybug on my shoe. Bang, bang, Niner gang. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was nuts. That was nuts. And then yeah. you have that. Again, that Purdy throw to Ayuk in, in the in the end zone, was that was money. That was money. But you know, the Lions have another opportunity, man. They get the ball. And their first play after that 49ers touchdown, I don't know if Gibbs went the wrong. I I don't know, man. He looks like he did. He, they were slightly off somehow, some way. He gets the handoff from Goff. And then, 
you know, kudos. To, I mean, the 49ers got to make him fumble. Fumbleina. He didn't fumble by by himself, right? He didn't just drop the ball. He didn't just put the ball in a rug. Group effort. I mean, that, that, I mean, the 49ers were like, mm-mm. <laughs> we see what you do with that spin. Give us give us that ball. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? The 49ers took that thing from him. But still, in think about the 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 just the moment, right? You have I mean, just that 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 whatever it was, like you go you miss the fourth down, you get the crazy catch, you hit the third down, mm-hmm. and then you get the fumble, and it's like Holy shit! Yeah, yeah, they got the, a chance to tie this game up. Yes, and they did. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of holy shit. There's a, there's a lot of holy shit, bro. I'm not sure at what point the Lions fans were like, "Oh no!" I mean, certainly by the time he Gibbs fumbled, I mean, we Randy, he, so Randy, we were like, "Whoa!" I mean, our reaction here was crazy. It was yeah. definitely one of those where it was like, "Oh shit!" Yes. Like just sitting there, just kind of watching, going. Wait a minute. So you're telling me there's a chance? Yeah. <laughs> Randy went dumb and Yeah. You know, Jim I mean, Perry. just just wild. I mean, the 49ers get the ball back, and, you know, th- th- there were just moments here where we, we're talking about making the most of the moment, right? When you have a good break, when you have a good bounce, when you have whatever it is. Like, sports gives you opportunities to capitalize. And either, sometimes – Players and teams can't, won't, because <laughs> they're oblivious, but can't because they don't have the skill or whatever. But, I mean, it's second and 11, and Purdy takes off. He picks up 21 yards in a first down. Right? Now, look, they had a short field, obviously, getting the fumble where they did. But that run from Purdy was badass. It was second and goal. McCaffrey takes it in for the score. We had a 24-24 tie game, and you knew that Detroit was in for it, right? I'm not saying that at that point I was like, Detroit's fucked, but what I was saying was like, I think everybody in our chat was like, oh, we got a game, y'all. <laughs> Let's go. Right. You know? The Lions get the ball back. They have a third and ten. Goff sticks it right where it needs to be for, for Reynolds again. It's right in the gut. It's first down. Just catch it, dude. You gotta make that grab. Doesn't do it. Doesn't do it. We get to the fourth quarter, man. Purdy hits Kittle for a twenty-eight yard gain on a second and nine, and then Purdy takes off on a second and six, picks up another first down. You know, forty dollars get that field goal to go up twenty-seven twenty-four. And kudos, by the way, to Jamison Williams who had some pretty clutch moments there. Yes, he did. Golf through the ball to, to Williams. It was slightly behind him, but he bobbled it. And I thought for a moment, well, I, I forget which DB it was, a Thomas. I forget which DB it was. But uh, I thought that dude was going to take that interception. And Williams just, like, ripped the ball nope. away from the dude. You know. Yeah, and, I was I was like, damn, all he had to do is fight a little bit harder. And he right? might have come up with that pick. He could have. I mean, yeah. Could have, would have, should have. That didn't. Yeah, could have, should have, would have. But, I mean, like opportunities for both teams but but that was for sure i felt oh, like that wasn't i felt like that was an attitude reception i was like okay all right <clears throat> lions get the fourth and three and it would have been a 48 yard field goal Kick the field goal. to tie the game now look 48 47 48 is not a gimme we get that we get that we get that but you're like in negative momentum land 
right? And the 49ers are getting hot. The crowd's back into it. I mean, it, dude. And it's to tie the game. And you're under seven and a half minutes. So I, I can appreciate some aggressiveness. I can. But I think there's merit in this particular moment. I think there's merit in tying the game so that if you're worried your defense can't stop San Francisco, unless you think you're going to get the first down and you're going to bleed the whole rest of the clock on your own anyway, which is a hell of a thought, right? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, Randy, we're, I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, you know, we're clearly at the point where we know know the clock is the enemy. Well, the clock is your friend at that point, but the clock is Pretty the much. enemy of the, of the Lions, and it's like, oh, no. Um, but that you know they go for it. It's it's not a good throw from golf to St. Brian. I mean, there was some pressure on him, but I, I didn't it, that one. I really didn't like. I didn't mind the one. I didn't terribly mind the the one that they, you know, the fourth and two or whatever where he threw it to Reynolds. I didn't love that, but it was the right play, and just poor execution. But Campbell put it on the players to do. But here. Halfway through the fourth quarter, down three. I think you take the three, or you go for the three, so that if the 49ers are going to roll down the field, whatever they do, it's a one-score game. You don't want to get, right? You had the opportunity to make it a three-score game. You didn't do it. Why are you giving the 49ers the opportunity to make it a two-score game? Clock's your enemy, bro. Clock's your enemy. Again, Brock Purdy gonna give him gonna give him credit. It's 49ers balls, third and four near midfield. Lions are bringing the pressure. They have hands on Brock Purdy. They got hands on that dude. And Brock Brock Purdy somehow breaks out of that. He breaks free from that bet just minefield of defensive uh -oh. bodies, and he takes off. He gets 21 yards on the ground. 21. And yes, MacGuffin, for you. This video is still crazy to me. <laughs> so without so looking it up without looking it up, I have no idea how tall Ari Ariana Grande is, but I'm I'm guessing she's like five two. <laughs> five, yeah, she's five three. more than likely. Tiny. Tiny. So so you're saying that the Detroit defense let him go. Yes, not intentionally, not intentionally, but yes. Damn it, where are you at, Elsa? Go, there you are. <laughs> Did they play this for uh, Lamar that one time he had to run into the tunnel? Oh, no. I, thought that was, I thought that was Let Me Poop. <laughs> I think we did play Let Me Poop. I think you're right. I th actually think if we went back and listened to that, I guarantee you we played this and we played Let Me Poop. Oh, yes, we did. <clears throat> I'm sure we did both. Um, but, you know, Purdy got the 21 yards on the ground, and then McCaffrey had a clutch gain, man, and he ran he ran that damn ball inside the five, and Lord knows, man, I hope he doesn't have any uh, – I hope it doesn't adversely impact him for the Super Bowl, but um, that was a tough takedown. I mean, he's landing hard on his head. Um, and, 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 you know, Mitchell ends up punching in that goal line touchdown, but 34 to 24, you're like, oh, well, as Randy was said, 
would say he hopes that McCaffrey's able to shake that one off. Bruh, you're all about you're, you're all on the soundboard express all of a sudden. Does she does she sing that to tra- to Travis Kelsey in the post game oh. celebration? I'm just saying. Oh no! <laughs> by wow. the way, by the way, my favorite Ooh. my favorite name I've seen is um Travis. No, wait a second, Travis Kelsey. It's a uh, trailer. It's trailer Swelsey. I think is what it was. And I was like, all right, <laughs> trailer Swelsey. Fair enough. I'm sure, I'm sure he is getting all swellsy when he's hanging out <laughs> with her behind the scenes. Well, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. What can I say except you're welcome? Mm-hmm. I'm sure he's doing just fine. Oh my God, that's great! But anyway, but you know, there's a couple of things at the end sequence, and we're talking about what Shanahan learned. You know, being on both sides of the equation, the Lions have the ball. They have all three timeouts. They're driving down the field. Golf hits Ferkser, right? Who looks like he's going to get that touchdown? It's a little round. I mean, there's over a minute left. I don't remember exactly how much is on the clock, but it's over a minute. And it looks like he's going to get the touchdown, but he steps on the line. Right. Right. Sometimes those things happen. They really needed that there. But the Lions obviously got a score. They're down 10. You need two scores. So mm-hmm. you figure Dan Campbell's not selling for a field goal. Uh, right. But what I don't understand is why the hell they ran the ball on third down. Because then you have to burn a timeout. You have to. You got to burn a timeout. Yeah, I mean it was it was tough because you you think you're you can squeeze an inch on me, son. Yeah, he thought he could squeeze an inch on him, son. Um, Ooh. <laughs> well, I mean, and that that that's the thought process. You thought you'd be able to run it in and get through there, you know, kind of like you were in. The you first trying to house. squeeze an inch in on me somewhere, huh? Yes, they tried. And uh, he tried, and he did not succeed, and that—that's where the game was lost. And well, you know, they had for, multiple for spots. Work, they, right? They absolutely had multiple spots, but um, at that point in time, the timeout is more valuable than uh, anything else they had. I mean, you throw it if you don't get it, you kick the field goal, you kick off, and you've got three timeouts. And well, see. And that's the thing, man. That's the thing, right? Hey, and by the way, it, it, when they went for the touchdown and they got that on fourth down, man, golf, golf hit Williams on uh, Jameson Williams on fourth and goal for the touchdown. So look, hey, Lions covered the spread, so that's a win for some people at least. Uh, we, <laughs> yes. we, can, we can check with Al Michaels for sure. Um, significant to some. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it, it's the 34-31 49ers lead with just under a minute to go, but you burned the timeout. So the thing I I don't like about that moment, right? And look, they tried the onside kick, and you had the illegal touching. I mean, I I get all that. But that third down goal line run, I hated that play at the moment because it absolutely boxed the Lions into going for the onside kick. Now, now maybe they do an onside kick anyway, right? They could have. 
But if they had had all, all the timeouts, they could have kicked off to San Francisco or done the onside kick and had enough timeouts to try to get the ball back with a defensive stand, right? That's the thing. That third down run dictated yep. in-game management. And look, again, you credit the Niners for, and Brock Purdy, who deserves a lot of love. And he's gotten a lot of love. Um, and Richard Sherman's out there defending him. You got a lot of people that kind of rose up and were like, nah, man, you, you guys need to stop hating on this dude. He is a baller. If you watch that second half, you understand why. He, yeah. He, like Trent Williams, after the game, was like, we ain't in the Super Bowl without this dude. And dude, like, Trent dude. Williams, this is... Brock Brock Purdy is, is Taylor Heineke if Heineke could actually play football. <laughs> If Trent Williams, of all people, <laughs> going to his first Super Bowl That's is mean. saying, we kidding. got here because of Brock Purdy, you got there because of Brock Purdy. Trent Williams is all time. Like, yeah. Amazing. That, that Trent, Trent Williams, good player, man. Great player. Oh, Heart, Hall effort, Famer. effort, yeah. effort, effort, effort. And all of those, and I'm kidding about Heineke. Heineke had a ton of effort, ton of motor. Didn't have a great arm. But I mean, God bless that that the team believed in him because he went at it, right? That's, Chase Young loved that dude. Yeah, that's what made that. I know it's pretty funny coming from Chase Young, who's like, "Oh, it's like I'm sitting sitting on the I'm chilling on the couch over here watching the rest of my D line play." But he right. he did love some Heineke. But Heineke went at it, and Brock Purdy goes at it. He got a much better arm than Taylor Heineke does. I'll tell you that. Uh, that in a ring too. <clears throat> yeah, but. I hated that third down run. They had they just they had opportunities. And look, I appreciate the fact that Dan Campbell stayed true to himself. Again, I'd I'd say to you, should they have gone for it at the end of the first half? Because that would have been a real dagger. But think it, about it would have been. But if you don't get the field goal at the same time, it's I know. Like, I know. I know. That, but it's, that was it's, a tough decision. It's, but. It's weird to me that they he was like, nope, got to get to 17. And then when he had the opportunity to do that again, he didn't do the 17. That was the one. Like, that was, the, that was me, the one. The but, one in the third quarter, that first one, uh, fourth and two at the 28 or 27-yard line, mm -hmm. when it was only 45-yard field goal, like, I, I'm getting back to 17. Right. And now, if, if I miss well, it or if it gets blocked, that's on us. But I'm going to trust my kicker to get us back to where we were at the half. Now, look, that, to me, that was game changing. Yeah, th there's a couple of plays I, I want to bring up in specific because they're easy to kind of gloss over or forget about. The Lions had just a ridiculous punt. It's not very often we're going to talk about a punt highlight. <laughs> but this punt was great. And it looked like they were going to pin the Niners inside the two. Yep. But the Lions player stepped into the end zone. Yep. And Purdy follows up that ridiculousness with a play where he escapes a sack and hits, I think it was Juszczyk, hits a player on the oh sideline. Side that uh, just a beautiful sideline catch. Toe drag swag. Yeah. Amazing. I mean, that dude is a, is it is extended. I mean, he's basically extended out of bounds. <laughs> like the, the, you know what I mean? With the toes in the turf, 
boom. I mean, that was a great, great, great catch. But it was, I mean, that play happens because Purdy escapes. That play happens because the Lions don't pin him at the two. And then that play happens because Purdy escapes and they had mitts on him. He gets away. And then you have like a third part of that play, which is ridiculous, which was freaking use check <laughs> with that body control, toes in the turf, grabbing that ball, going out of bounds. You know, I mean, that was incredible. It, it, it's like that third down in the third quarter. Uh, Purdy was under duress. He had two defenders coming at him. Coming at him. Getting ready to blow him up. And he basically does like the jump pass. Lob, I mean, like he stops, throws it. He has, But he has to put touch. He has to lob it up high. He has to float it and place it to Jawan Jennings. Who has to leap up for the catch and bring it in. But that play was crazy. You know, so you have all... I mean, this game was so dramatic and so compelling. And both teams had these moments, right? And in the second half, when the 49ers had the moments to take that play and make that play, they just did more of that. Some of it is execution. You know, I'm not saying the football gods hate the Lions. I'm not saying that. Maybe Eminem riled a few people up, flicking some fans off in the stands. I don't know. Or maybe, maybe he didn't pack it. Maybe he didn't pack enough of mom's spaghetti for the box crew. I don't know. <laughs> but... You know, when those opportunities, these little things that turn into big things, right? Ooh, that's what she said. Hey, Todd. Hey, yo. Hey, Tob. Tob. T-O-double-B. <laughs> that's T-O-double-B. Yeah. But, you know, these things, they they add up, right? They, they, just, they just build. And the 49ers kept building. Brock Purdy kept building. The defense kept building. The opportunities kept building, kept presenting. And the 49ers did way more with it in the second half. So there is some criticism that Campbell and the Lions deserve. Some of it is simply poor execution. Looking at you, Reynolds. Some of it is, did they were they out over their skis on a couple of these things? We can argue about the analytics. I know most of the numbers say they were relatively even, but in the moment, I didn't like certain decisions when they did it. I don't mind the aggressiveness. It was weird. I, I do believe, truly believe that going back up 17 was big. They didn't do it. Cost them. But the play was there for Reynolds. The play was there. But when you didn't get it that time, I really struggled with the non-kick. 48-yard, 47-48-yard field goal is not a gimme for sure. And if you don't believe in your kicker, you need to get a new kicker. Facts. <laughs> yeah, if, if you don't think, you know. I mean, your, your kicker should be able to hit 40-ish yard field goals. I know we've had a couple of weird stuff going on in the playoffs. I mean, Moody missed one, so maybe he's like, well, Moody missed one here. I ain't chancing that. I don't know. Whatever. I'm not sure what would have been more criticism, going for the field goal and missing or going for the fourth and missing, uh, fourth you know, fourth down conversion and, and not finding the way to do it. But that, that last throw was atrocious. But uh, tie the game up, dude. Yeah. Tie the game up, man. Look, I would just say the 49ers should celebrate, enjoy that. If you're a Lions fan, you gotta you're gonna be salty. And how long is that loss gonna hurt or haunt Lions fans? Like a seven eleven, dude, twenty four seven, baby. 
<laughs> Just saying. But those Reynolds butterballs, painful. Now, the weather was good. The weather was good. Wasn't that cold? I think it was in the 60s. Wasn't that rainy? Wasn't windy? You know what I mean? Like, it was all yeah. manageable. That Both kickers should have been able to make the stuff. And look, again, we're talking about missed opportunities in the second half. Well, the 49ers had some of, some of those things go against them in the first half. You know, tip drill interception, missed field goal. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, they weathered that. And in the second half, the Lions couldn't weather themselves or the 49ers. <laughs> I'm sure Dan Campbell was sick after that game, sick to his stomach, hated that. How can you not be? I mean, you have to be. But much like we said about the Ravens, you got to earn that win, especially at this level. This is not the regular season. And these little mistakes or little decisions or what seemed like small moments, a game like that against opponents that are high caliber, which both of these teams are, it can snowball really quickly. And when the once they let, once they kept giving the opportunity to San Francisco to get their groove back and to get in the game, you knew they were in trouble. They couldn't put them away. They didn't put them away. And then the 49ers flipped it on them, and San Francisco put the Lions to bed. There's some guts to that. There's some guile to that. Third largest comeback in conference championship history. And the first win under Kyle Shanahan was hit him by 17-plus points in the second half. I don't know how much of this was in Detroit's head, but I do think it's fair to say we talk about the Ravens. The Ravens, I think, lost part of that. Part of that game was lost with their mental approach in-game. Yeah. And I think part of this game was lost by the Lions mismanaging some moments, whether that's an experience, bravado, chutzpah, whatever, man. You know, well, I think what it was is the fact that with the moments they did mismanage, mm-hmm. it ended up feeding the 49ers and helping them kind of swing momentum in that yes, direction. Absolutely. And, and they, and, and the 49ers and once, capitalized. Oh yeah. And once the momentum was fully swung, it, it, it was pretty much all over. Man, that crowd got so loud. Whew. That's the loudest I've ever heard that stadium. They got loud. When Gib, when that, that Gibbs fumble happened, what a turn. What a turn. But, you know, kudos to Kyle Shanahan. Kudos to that team. Kudos to McCaffrey. Kudos to Brock Purdy. They could have, you know, not folded per se, but they were in a tough spot. And they stuck with it. Right? They kept going. They kept coming at it. And when they got little slices of opportunity, they made something of it. You have to give that team and those players that credit. 
we can sit here and talk about what the Lions didn't do or should have done or could have done or whatever. And that's all relevant. You're not wrong. But you can't talk about that without talking about the opportunities that are there in front of you that the Ravens didn't capitalize on, that the Lions didn't capitalize on. Some of its execution, some of its game management, some of its decision making. But for the Chiefs, for the 49ers, when those moments were presented, there's teams that play playoff football and rise up. And there are teams that, for whatever reason, inexperience, mismanaging a moment, getting out over their skis, use whatever cliche you want. Didn't get it done. It's a credit to the Chiefs. It's a credit to the Niners. I hope we get a great Super Bowl. That was the 49ers' 38th playoff win, by the way, most all time. And Detroit's 12th straight road playoff loss. That's mm-hmm. That's got to be a long streak. I'd love to know how many years that goes back. But for anybody, if you don't like Brock Purdy, so be it. But you better put some respect on that dude. His teammates have. And no, he's not as flashy or as talented as Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes. But I will say, underestimate Brock Purdy at your own peril. Because I think what I love, one of the things I love about Mahomes is that he pairs absolute physical talent with determination and drive. We've seen lots of physically talented athletes that don't have the guts, right, to make the sacrifices and to go at it. And we've seen lesser talented players that bust their ass. I can appreciate and respect Patrick Mahomes for who he is, what he is, how he works, how he delivers. And I think it's important if you've been a Brock Purdy hater that you take a step back and yeah, there's a lot of talent on that team. You're right. There is. But if, if you can't, look at that game and some of those plays objectively and appreciate the throws, the runs, and the heart, that's a you problem, not a him problem. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, for sure. So I hope it's a great game. Uh, It's late enough now. We need to wrap up and get the hell out of here. Um, So I guess at this point, what is your takeaway with Campbell, the decisions, the Lions, and just your takeaway from the game? And then if you want to call your shot on the Super Bowl early preview, call your shot, then do it. But we, we need to get out of here, so uh, be efficient. I haven't been that efficient. Um, this is a long podcast. It's kind of my fault. I've talked a lot. I've talked uh, a lot. I know hey, I have. You've had a lot on your mind. Yeah. Um, ultimately, uh, <clears throat> Campbell – lived by the sword and died by the sword yep. he, he that was his philosophy and this is that one time when he got impaled because of his decisions 
uh, is that indicative of the team as a whole? No, it's not. That team played its heart out. And even when the chips were down, they still were able to find a way to get a score in to make it to close the gap. But Mm -hmm. ultimately, you know, it it was those two times when they should have just kicked the field goals. At least one of them. At least one of them. Ended up up pretty much, you know, biting them in the ass. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm thankful for it, obviously. But of course, uh, it's a shame because even though, as disappointed as I would have been if the Niners had lost, I would have been extremely happy uh, for Detroit. So I was, either way, the NFC representative, I would have been happy with one way or the other. Yeah. Um, As far as, and either way, you you were rooting for them over the Chiefs. Well, yeah, of course, because <laughs> uh, obviously my pick would be Niners over the Chiefs. Is it possible? Yes. I don't. Uh, given how they played the Ravens, it's going to be interesting to see um, the type of game plan ahead. But that's still like almost two weeks away. So, <clears throat> you know, a little too early. Just kind of get to see, you know, the injury reports and things like that to see who actually is going to be able to play. And Not a man of who. No, he will not. <laughs> I mean, dude, and, if, it, the guy, if the guy had stayed in San Francisco, he'd have made the Super Bowl anyway. But, yeah. I mean, one way or the other, ha, he's there. Have you seen anything else of note to be concerned about with that McCaffrey stinger or head injury or back he injury? He was not on the injury report. That's good. I, mean, I, I hadn't seen anything else. It sounded else. like it was his shoulder, so it's yeah. probably a stinger. Yeah. Uh, same with Greenlaw. Not, neither one were on the perceived injury report. Um, it looks like it was just like Kittle, uh, which was – it was nothing really major. It was just – you know, some bumps and bruises that he was suffering through uh, and a few other guys like mm-hmm. Armstead, but there really wasn't anything made, no Debo. So it really seems like the, some of the key players just are staying away from that particular list. Yeah, good. Good. Anything else? Are you good? I mean, obviously I'll pick the Niners. Of course. Um, I'll wait. I'll I'll wait till the next time uh, we record, and I'll, I'll think about what may, depending on what we, we'll go you know, score wise. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll see if we can pack in like a little Super Bowl preview next week. This is just kind of a light. Yeah. Yeah. All right. If I if I'm if there if I'm gonna pick out one call uh-huh. from Dan Campbell, it's a call on fourth and two at the first one minutes, in the third quarter. Third quarter, seven minutes left. Um, that, that's where you're, if that's where feel of the game versus analytics for me would have come into play. And I, I said it earlier, I'm kicking the field goal psychologically to make you say, Hey, we're halfway through the third quarter. You're back at square one, mm-hmm. you know, now could they have missed the field goal or had it sure. blocked? Sure. Absolutely. It happens. But if I'm if if psychologically if I go down the field and kick a field goal and match you what you did, that's just going to make you panic even more. Mm-hmm. And on fourth down, Josh Reynolds, dude, catch catch a fucking ball, dude. That that's what you get paid. I mean, unless a Kadarius well, Tony, unless Kadarius Tony flew out, put on Josh Reynolds' jersey, and act and was Josh Reynolds for that game. Bro, Kadarius Tony strikes again. But. I'm just saying, at least we know Josh Reynolds is healthy going on a vacation because that dude can't even catch a cold. Bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. Have fun in Cabo, dude. And that, <laughs> or, as, or as Shannon would say, Turks and Cacos. 
<laughs> Enjoy Odell Beckham's boat. I'm out on, I'm on, on vacation. I'm on a boat. Point. Oh my! Did they wait? Did the Ravens go on a boat? Uh, and there was a lot of like fun memes about that. I don't know if they I, ever. We need did. confirmation. I, we need. I can't we, imagine they would. We need confirmation. If there's any pictures, Instagram but story. If they did. The Holy shit! Oh, sure. Are you kidding me? Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm very much live by the sword, die by the sword is kind of the story of that. I don't think Campbell... That was a great call, by the way, on that. I don't think Campbell regrets putting it on his players. I don't either. Right? <clears throat> However, I I think one of those they should have kicked. And I, I'm still slightly perplexed at the idea that he... he he went for the 17 points instead of going for it at the end of the second half and then didn't go for the 17 points later on. I'm not sure if that was just a misjudgment or what. Again, right play. Play was there. Throw was there. Player didn't do it. Player didn't execute that. Um, And they had a lot of those. The punt. The almost tackles of Purdy. I mean, that you know, this game it really, if the Lions get one of those things to go the other way, they might end up winning that game. I mean, the 49ers capitalized for sure. But it's it's just still amazing to me. And I I just, I'm hard pressed to think they just didn't I don't know. I don't. The only I just remember, you know, that one player waving at the crowd, and, 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 and just thinking, did yeah, you did, did you guys like, come on? Did dude. you guys get ahead of yourselves here? And the moment, I mean, the the 49ers rose to the moment way better in the second half than the Lions did, and you got one team that has to come back and one team that needs to put another team down and put on the bed. Didn't do it. And you would think a Dan Campbell team right. would be the team to put them to bed. Close. Now nah, they fucked around and found out. Yeah, Fafo. Fucked around and found out. Can't, can't do it. Can't do it. Not against Brock Purdy, buddy. Not in the nope. second half, man. <laughs> that, you know, again, <clears throat> I don't know what his career is going to be like. It's too early to really know. Other than, than he's got a nice lead on uh, Lamar Jackson and Dak Prescott <laughs> for playoff wins. But that sense of belief that team has in him is special. And I don't have an, a dog in the fight, per se, with the Chiefs or, or the 49ers. I mean, other than, you know, Rangers 49ers fans, so I'll be happy for you if they win. Shannon, did, uh, wait, did you call your shot for the game? Um, I'm not going to call it yet. Oh, okay, you're, you're still debating, so you're close. Now, yeah. now, San Francisco was favored out of the gate. I yeah, think, I'm not surprised by that. I think um, I think there's been a lot of money money float that a lot of money float on Kansas City uh, on that because like Mahomes, that's a lot of underdogging for Mahomes' playoffs, and he's proven everybody wrong. So yeah, far. I'm not I'm, I'm not shocked either way. Yeah, but, no. You know, with my uh, with uh, Gardner Minshew being added to the Pro Bowl, I do like the Colts now. <laughs> uh, just kidding. That's funny. Um, You're funny. Yeah. Uh. So I'm I'm a little on the fence about this too. About calling well, the shot. I'm not ready to make. I'm not ready I, to make. A you know. I, I I can. I I feel like I can readily see lots of reasons both team, both teams can win. 
I will say it's a big test, obviously, uh, for Brock and the Niners. They've survived some pretty tough games getting here. Like, Green Bay ended up being better than people really thought they were. You know what I mean? And the Lions were just a play breaking the other way away from probably either being in a tie or winning that one. Uh, and, 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 you know, again, both, both of those, that that's not a knock against San Francisco. That is the 49ers had to overcome teams that took, took them to the woodshed out of the gate and they had to weather that storm and then they had to give it back to them. And they did both times they have. Um, and I love the hustle and the heart out of Purdy in the second half. We can be critical of his first half, but if you're going to do that, you got to give him credit for the second half. <laughs> you know, you don't get one without the other. It's really hard. It's really hard to pick against Mahomes. It's hard to pick against the Chiefs in a Super Bowl um, because because their defense is legit. Their offensive line is good, and Mahomes is Mahomes. And a playoff Kelsey, we got, we're got we talking about playoff Lamar. Well, there's playoff Kelsey, dude. <laughs> you know, Hard to pick against and Andy it's Reed just, at this point. This is one of these things where I, I don't know that either team could run away from, with this game. I don't feel like that's what it is. It feels more like these teams are going to feel each other out. It'll be tight, and then it's who can force the other team to either do something out of character or turn it over, right? I mean, Mahomes has this long streak of no interceptions. Well, can the 49ers get a hand on the ball batted in the air, right? Can the 49ers maybe strip sack Mahomes? With the with the Chiefs losing to Mena, who, A, can they replace him well enough in that rotation? Is Spags, are they going to have a game plan to fluster Purdy? If, if, if they contain him, is Purdy going to take off randomly and, and do what Lamar wouldn't or couldn't do? I mean, Purdy's a gamer. However you feel about him, Purdy's a gamer. He's gonna go, and he's gonna try to he's gonna try to take it away from you. He's gonna try to make something out of whatever. Yep. Even you know, so be it if it's a little ugly. So what? But if if you love the impromptu Mahomes stuff, you should like some of the impromptu Purdy stuff that he's done. I think it it sets up for a a, a very compelling, entertaining Super Bowl matchup. I'm okay if either team wins. You know, again, I don't have a dog in the fight. I think it'd be great for Purdy to deliver. And the Chiefs are just going to be the team at this point that, quite frankly, you're going to hate them. People, unless you're a Chiefs fan, you're going to hate on them. Yeah. Because either you hate Taylor Swift or you hate – man, good on them. If that's a real – man, let them be happy. Let them, you know, oh, I love you and smooch, smooch. So what, dude? Enjoy it. Y'all bitch way too fucking much. Good God. Salty ass old bastards around here. Peter Griffin just called. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Good old Peter. Where's he at? Got him around somewhere. <laughs> my man, Peter Griffin. Oh, oh, oh. Fuck him. Not Peter Griffin, but <laughs> that all that all Fuck him. That also works. <laughs> Randy's attitude towards the Chiefs. Fuck yes. Em. <laughs> Pretty much. You said <laughs> balls. <laughs> oh, yeah, so oh my God. Who the... the hell cares? There you go. I think my initial upfront lean is slightly to the Chiefs only because of 
really the Mahomes factor, the experience and the defense. But I think we're in for a treat. And I think the desire and the drive to win out of Mahomes and Purdy um, are going to make this a very compelling competitive game. I would worry if the 49ers have a slow start, I would be worried about them. Um, I don't know that Kansas City is prone to make the same mistakes that Green Bay, a more inexperienced Green Bay team made, um, and maybe have some mismanagement of game flow, game situations that Detroit did under Campbell. You know what I mean? Like, I just, the 49ers are going to have to be on point. I think they, they can't have that slow of a start. But you also have to acknowledge that the 49ers have, they've already come back from a lot of in, in-game playoff adversity in the playoffs. So if they're down 10, I don't think they're going to sweat it. If they're down 17, I don't think they're going to sweat it that much, right? So I, I think it sets the table for a really dramatic, good game. And I hope that's what we get. I hope that's what we get. Same. So, all right. Well, let's see if we can circle back next week and maybe catch up and have a beer or two and do uh, some predictions. Maybe we can, you know, get Mark to uh, show up and, and Matt to actually make it. Like, we'll, like, Matt's already doing, you know, senior citizen dinner hours at 5.30. So he's asleep. <laughs> you, mean, you mean 4.30. Yeah, 4.30. Yeah. <laughs> Doing dinner at four thirty, asleep at five thirty. That's our Whitfield. Um, but yeah, it'd be fun if we can get Mark to just you know show up and shit out. <laughs> yeah, Turbo <laughs> Turds, come on, Dstat. Yeah, this 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 week, uh, you know, it's crazy because it's you know Mark's birthday is the twenty seventh. Randy's an- your anniversary is twenty eighth, right? It's twenty sixth. Or twenty sixth. Mark Mark's birthday is the twenty seventh. My birthday is the twenty ninth. Mm-hmm. Um, how many years, Randy? Been married sixteen years. Ooh, man! Been together about twenty now. I don't know. If she's put up with your ass this long. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Trust me. I ask myself the same thing every day. Sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> it's good to have a sense of humor. I don't know. Right? How, I don't, our wives are are tough customers. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> clearly. Yep. Clearly. Um. Yeah, I, I I just I think we're in for I think we're in for a good one, man. Yeah, I think so. I think, so. I, I think we're I, in for. I a think good it's going to be a very um... bro. I'm just saying. Number one, all you conspiracy theorists can shut the hell up. Uh, <laughs> number two, going on Ravens Twitter is a rabbit hole of weird conspiracy theorists. Y'all lost because you lost. You lost because Lamar wouldn't run. You lost because it was a bad game plan and bad execution. You didn't lose because the NFL's out to get you. Are you freaking kidding me? You they, ran the ball six been, times with have, your running back. They have been glossing up the Ravens all freaking year. They've been glossing up Lamar Jackson for the MVP all freaking year. Don't tell me there's a conspiracy against y'all. Y'all lost because you blew it. You didn't play well enough. You didn't play smart enough. You didn't execute well enough. And you made dumb mistakes. The NFL didn't tell you to go Roquan Smith to go run over anybody. The NFL didn't tell Kyle Van Orr to headbutt Travis Kelsey. The NFL didn't tell Zay Flowers to stretch out and fumble it or to spin the ball at dude's head. Get out of here. Y'all lost because you lost. Own the law. Stop blaming other people. It's not a conspiracy, you knuckleheads. Ow. My God. 
How? You want a conspiracy. It's like that damn Panthers game back in the day, blowing the whistle and not blowing the whistle. Now, now that's a conspiracy. Yeah. Watching you, that game was just probably not as uh, good as you getting to be there front row no. practically. To, oh, oh. oh, the whistle blew? We're not going to count that now? Okay, great. Thanks. Um, now, that that's when you go conspiracy level. That's some bullshit. But the rape, the rape. That was the wiener whistle. It was the wiener whistle. That's true. <laughs> you got out, you got outplayed. You got outplayed. You got Mahomes' magic against you, and you you shrank. You Peter shrinkledged in the biggest moment. Oh, that's on. The water got cold. Yeah, the water. You turtled up, man. You turtled up. Damn. That's on Lamar Jackson. That's on the Baltimore Ravens. That's on Harbaugh. That's on y'all. Yeah, Peter Shrinklage. That's what you did. That's on y'all, dude. That's on y'all. <laughs> what a topic, chump. <laughs> Turtle up, Peter. Peter Shrinklage, Baltimore Ravens. Who knew? Who knew? Look, I'm telling you, Las Vegas. Uh, there's gonna be prop bets and all kinds of randomness, but I'm telling you now, and I'll say it again next week. Give me a great love story. I will take Taylor Swift. And Travis Kelsey, go ahead, propose to her, Travis. Do it. You're already introducing her as family in the podcast. Go ahead and do this. You know, if you win the game, go ahead and, go ahead and do it, man. Uh, America. I mean, Jim Nance called her your wife on a That was Tony Romo. America, Tony Romo. Uh, America will go crazy. The Swifties will go nuts. The NFL will love it. Yeah, I think Taylor Swift, I saw a report that said she added like 350 or $360 million of brand value. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I have no problems with it. It doesn't bother me. That's some salty ass old, you know, grumpy people bitching about all that. Um, but you know, that <laughs> give a, give us a great love story, Travis and Taylor. Do it, Trailer Swelsey. Get it done, son. <laughs> anyway, and if you don't win, just shake it off. <laughs> if you don't win on the field, you can win off the field. And yes, sir, you can simply shake it off. <laughs> Mm, yeah. <laughs> well, on that note, anyway, all right, yeah, no, it's, it's we, yeah, we need to go. It's like three. Yeah. We, we right. gotta go. We gotta go. It is that time. It's almost there. So I think I think we might have actually hit three hours on this. Oh my god, two fifty eight. Yeah, we did. Really? Yes. How did we talk? How did we talk about two games for three hours? I don't know. You tell me, but we did. Anyway, fucking NBA. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, we lost. We talked about the stupid Orioles and freaking players scoring 70. What are you going to do? Had all these other clips opened and saved. We didn't even get to them. That's okay. Next week. Next week. We'll see if we can get Whitfield and D-Stat. And there are fun prop bets. I'm so. taking the under. <laughs> <laughs> One and a half, I'll take the under. Mm, mm. Of those two. Fair enough. Uh, by the way, Shannon, did you see the bad beat segment with was it Wyoming? Was, I must have missed that. One. Oh my god! All right, don't worry about it. Next David. week, but we'll yeah, do it next week, yeah, crazy, it's crazy, 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 crazy. But anyway, all right. Look, as always, keywords of sports and brew. Um, kudos to the Chiefs. Kudos to the 49ers for getting those things done. Look, I, f- I feel for you, Detroit. A lot of people were pulling for y'all. It was a great story. And that's a lot of ammunition for next year. But, uh, you know, Dan Campbell's not wrong when he says you might not get back and it's going to be twice as hard because, look, you got a first-place schedule, right? Yep. 
You got <laughs> I don't know how good the Bears are gonna be, but Green Bay is better. You'd think Chicago's gonna be better. And Minnesota, I don't know if they're gonna pay if Kirk Cousins really thinks he's getting ninety million for two years, that might be the end of him in Minnesota. We'll see. Uh, but it will be harder. You know, people are going to be gunning for you. And then, quite frankly, it's just, you know, every year there's teams that you go, what happened to them? <laughs> they made a playoff one year. They don't the next. Like, there's wildness. There's wildness. I, I love what Campbell has done in Detroit. I love how they, they, they turned that franchise around. That was a big opportunity. And the 49ers said, mm-mm, we snatching that from y'all. So that's it's gonna be a long off season in Detroit, and uh, I'm sure they're happy. And Eminem said he wasn't gonna write a diss track about Ben Johnson now since he's not leaving. It's pretty funny, um, but y'all have some work to do, and you know, it, hopefully that loss stings in in the kind of way that it really motivates that team and motivates those players. I'm curious to see how they respond to it next year. But Dan Campbell, I wish him well. And um, if it's not going to be a team I personally root for or really like myself, then, you know, go Detroit. But, you know, sorry. If it was somehow Washington was good, I wouldn't pull for you over them or certainly over Green Bay. But, you know, maybe over the Giants. And, oh, oh yeah, don't forget next year, Daniel Jones is going to be healthy. Watch out. <laughs> Turf monster going to get him. Uh, yeah, Turf monster. Oh, my God. Anyway, all right. Thanks, as always. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the Pro Bowl for anybody that's going to give a shit about watching that. And, um, yeah, there you go. All right, guys, go get some rest. I'll catch you on the flip side. And uh, thanks for hanging out and BSing and for putting up with my shenanigans. <laughs> go, Randy. Remember, 2-0. and I, know, I, know, I hear you. Just letting I, you know. I, I, I'm just kidding. Now, do the Super Bowl party wherever you want. Uh, Shannon, I'm going to see if I can get Todd to come over, though. All right. I'll, I'll see what I can do. That's the weekend. See, you're just making it more enticing for me to show up there. What? Yeah, when I was hanging out with Todd, he said that nobody in this house really likes watching football. I'm like, what are you talking about? I was like, man, anytime you want to watch football, just let me know. You can come over and hang out with me. There you go. We like football. Boom. I, I like football. Randy likes football. You know? Shannon likes Kentucky, so I don't know what the hell he likes. <laughs> I'm, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. So Shannon likes bourbon. Football. Comes with Kentucky. Yeah, this so, is know. true. So mm, it, yes, it could be good. Yes, it does. Could be good. Could be good. So anyway, all right. Go get some rest. We'll catch you on the flip side. Good night, everybody. Keyword sports and brew. You can find us on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher. Oh no, there's no Stitcher anymore. Sorry. Um, that's like the San Diego Chargers. Stitcher Radio was that's my San Diego Chargers <laughs> of the podcast listing, right? LiveSportsCaster.com and a whole bunch of other services that just like baby kids. They don't die, they multiply. And uh anyway, we'll catch you next week. We'll we'll circle back for a Super Bowl preview and um, you know, we'll 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 throw some bouquets out in advance of uh uh trailer Swellsey's engagement. All right. All right. Thanks, y'all. <laughs> All right, man. We'll good, see you. Good night. Later, guys. Peace. Peace out and good night now. <laughs> Later. See you, guys. <laughs> good night. <laughs> Bye.